From one dream to another, it's time to wake up once again. Aloha shifters, conscious co-creators, dreamers within this beautiful holographic matrix. Welcome to another exciting educational and inspirational live broadcast recording of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. This is your co-host, Brendan, a.k.a. Skull Babylon, a.k.a. Wolf Shield, joining you here tonight with fellow shifters from all across the internet here to take part in the conscious co-creation. So fellow shifters, please feel free to unmute yourself and say hello to the beautiful people tuning into this. So... Hello, hello, beautiful people. Dreamers. Hello. So Hi. Beautiful. Oh, we love you. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, of course, thank you so much for, for tuning into this wherever you are, whenever you Hi. are. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. So, again, thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this wherever you are, whenever you are. As I mentioned, this is a Paradigm Shift Dream Class, Dream Class live broadcast. And this is, as a quick introduction, part of the real-world interactive game of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, the real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness where you are, wherever you are. And basically, the ideas behind these broadcasts are to be able to create sacred digital space for us to be able to con continue having conversation about topics related to lucid dreaming, dream exploration, metaphysics, dimensions, or multidimensional reality, and ultimately our potential within this reality. And so some of the things that come out of this broadcast are personal experiences, deep questions, tips and tricks, practical ideas, and also the intention of allowing this broadcast to sort of be used as a way to help encourage and inspire people to continue their own dream practices. So uh, for me personally, I've really been noticing a big change within my dream habits uh, over the past couple weeks. My recall has incredibly increased and I'll be able to share more about that with you as we keep going on. So of course if you're brand new to this, check out the main website at ParadigmShiftCentral.com for this broadcast, past broadcasts, all of the recordings and other live broadcasts that we do including the team building hangouts, the Destiny School, the team, the uh, admin hangouts and ongoing dream classes and much more and you can use that as a website to be able to help create your own conscious media and of course encouraging you to create physical Paradigm Shift community where you are. So with that said, we're going to get right into this conversation and we do have a good selection of fellow dreamers here with us tonight. Uh, we have just from left to right on my screen, we have David, we have Jennifer, we have Johnny, we have Ryan who many of you will recognize once again and we have Sabrina who is brand new, welcome Sabrina, and we have uh, another Ryan who is also joining us once again as well. And so within this, uh, I'm just going to lay down a super basic concept that, that just sort of gets into the, the what I consider to be the real kicker with a lot of this dream stuff, which we cover a lot within the past broadcasts. And again, if you're brand new to this, I encourage you to go back to the past broadcasts as well and check out some of those. But for me, one of the reasons why I really want to bring in the emphasis of studying dreams is that it gets into this idea that literally, you know, like the dream space uh, is literally this, this parallel dimension that is right underneath our nose. It, it is right all around us, and, and yet we don't always see it. It is the dimensions that are inside of us. And what I am coming to understand more and more is that these dream spaces are actually what I can explain as closer to where we are actually from. You can refer to them as the astral planes, but ultimately they are, pla they are a place that's more etheric, more astrally, more nebulous, and they are a place where thoughts instantly create, or m create more instantly 
instantaneously. And then through here, we learn how much about how thoughts create. And ultimately, the big kicker is that we understand that in the same way our thoughts create within that reality, our thoughts create within this reality. And we understand that this physical dimension is too a dream in itself, is another version, is another extension of the dream. So we begin as these dreamy spiritual beings and we crystallize into this physical form and we go through these unique experiences. And so a big part of this is awakening within multiple dimensions of the dream, awakening within our sleeping dreams that we go to every night and learning to become better dreamers within all dreams. So we're going to get more into this and we're going to get a lot more into the metaphysical aspects, but this is really about waking up to our multidimensional nature as light beings within this holographic matrix, so to speak. So with that said, we're going to go around and we're going to give the talking stick to people here in the circle and allow them to introduce themselves. And uh, to begin, we're just going to ask them the simple question of what brings them to dream class. So I'll, I'll let you guys decide in terms of who wants to introduce themselves first. So uh, uh, if anybody just wants to jump in to introduce themselves first, just uh, unmute yourself and go right ahead. If not, I'll just pick. I'll, I'll pick someone at random if I have to. But <laughs> all right. So, um, any who wants to go? Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Should we wait? Should we wait for somebody? Is Ryan gonna do it? Is, is Ryan, Ryan might do it? I know you guys aren't shy. So <laughs> I know you're just being polite. It's okay. All right, so um, maybe Jennifer can actually go first since uh, she's a, a dream pioneer, so to speak. And, and I will say, for anybody that you hear in this broadcast, check in the show notes, even on the YouTube afterwards, and you'll be able to find links to their information as well so you can connect with them. So, Jennifer, we'll pass the talking stick over to you, so please feel free to introduce yourself and what brings you to dream class. Um, hi, my name is Jennifer Clarascura. And uh, what brings me here is um, the opportunity to be in one space with a lot of dreamers um, as compared to when I walk out my do physical door and it's not really every day that you can um, commune with um, other dreamers and uh, it's a real pleasure. I, uh, I grew up dreaming and having out-of-body experiences since I was four and um, it's just a part of my life and I wish it was uh, reflected out outwardly more so um, I come in here to enjoy you guys to enjoy the space thank you for holding that space Brendan awesome well thank you again Jennifer welcome back and uh, yeah you're right like this this is a really cool space where we have that opportunity to talk about the things that a lot of people don't normally get a chance to talk about and reminding you guys as we keep moving forward that this is really about practice so even for the people listening to this allow some of the ideas to give you better framework to be able to explain some of the things that in some cases may be challenging to explain when it comes to the uh, the, the metaphysical esoteric aspects of this reality so very, very cool. And it's about community. It's about learning together. So um, with that said, we'll keep passing it around. So who would who would like to go next? Maybe um, Sabrina, I know you're new, but I, I know you're you're also eager and excited. <laughs> Sabrina, would you would you like to go next uh, and introduce yourself? I don't know what to start with. Um, I basically had an awakening um, while I, I, it started while I was pregnant. No, no, no. It I found out a lot of stuff, you know, in a very short amount of time, and I apologize because I get a little jumbled up a lot because um, I, 
I am a little bit of a targeted individual, so there's a lot of things that don't get out <laughs> when I want them to come out. So bear with me, and I am really nervous. So yes, three years ago, four years ago, I got pregnant with my son, and I had this like the most lucid dream I had ever had in my whole life, and um, it kind of just rocked my world in a way, and it was kind of just the opening to like really knowing that extraterrestrials exist, and I mean, <laughs> my heart's racing right now because I'm so nervous. Um, <clears throat> So in this dream, I don't know if like did you just want an introduction? Like do you still want people to talk or You're welcome to roll okay. with what you're feeling okay. right now. Go, right. go ahead. You can give us a short story and then we can expand on it later, yeah. Okay. So I have this dream and I see in the sky it almost looks like a uh, if you guys are familiar with Pokemon, it kind of looked like a Skarmory in the sky. And it was like this metallic-looking bird, and it kept morphing into different shapes. And I was just staring at it, and I'm like, what the heck is that? But I'm in a field, and I'm in the backyard of where I'm living at my mom's house. And at the time, I had broken up with my boyfriend we for like a whole month, and we had been together for like five years. So <laughs> this was like a big shock um, for me. Like, so I didn't know if this was just stress induced or, you know, one of those pregnancy dreams. But anyways, continue to the dream. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> um, so in the dream, I'm staring at this thing and it lands in front of me and all of a sudden I become engulfed in this purple orb and I see two really really tall men I guess come out of the ship that you know looked like this metallic looking bird and I said to them I'm like who are you what are you doing like why are you here I just kept asking all these questions and all they said but they didn't say anything with their lips and I heard them telepathically and they said there's a list and I was what? like what, what? What? I'm like what does that mean and I woke up from my dream and my heart was racing I ran to the bathroom I was thinking about it I'm like that felt so real I was sweating I throw up I'm like Okay, well, you know, uh, could I be pregnant? Like, you know, my period's only like six days late. You know, I couldn't know, but like right now, there's no way, right? So I go get a test, and lo and behold, yeah, it's positive. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go to the doctor, and I'm like, whoa, that was, um, I got, <laughs> I'm pregnant. And like, my boyfriend wasn't too happy about it at the time. Um, you know, he eventually like came to. Um, it's just because, you know, things are just a little different in my life, I guess. And I find out that my best friend that I've known since I was five years old is also pregnant. 
<laughs> and our like during my whole pregnancy, I kept seeing 11, 11 on the clock, and I was like, "There's got to be a reason why I'm seeing this constantly every day." And it turns out my best friend went into labor November 11th, 2012, and she had her baby the next day. And then <clears throat> I had my son 11 days later. I went into labor on November 22nd, 2012. And Do you still get synchronicities with 11-11? All the time. All the time. So weird. All the time. And so that's like the connection I ha I hold with my that friend of mine, and it it's like kind of had me like bound to search into all this stuff, and this is where it has led me now to you guys. And I mean that was a <laughs> I don't know how to pro how other people process this. I don't I've just been kind of drifting off on my own and doing my readings and you know realizing all these synchronicities and trying to you know get a group together and be kind of more open with what I'm experiencing because ever since then like my paranormal stuff has just increased like every day like at least five times a day you know I'm seeing a parallel reality within you know my dream and also like with what I'm watching and what law of attraction is drawing me to but I'll pass it off and see what you guys think about that. <laughs> okay. Thank Sabrina, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And uh, I mean, as we were saying earlier, like it's amazing how things have, have led you uh, down this rabbit hole. And, and you know, thank you for, for joining us in this space to be able to share your story. Because I think even just what you're saying there, the idea that like, you know, a lot of people, they measure their life by, by their waking experience, but so much of our, our spiritual experience is the combination between the waking state and the dream space and how they interrelate and how they overlap and how one will affect the other. And, and even just what you're alluding to there, you know, like the, the concept of uh, dreams almost giving us that additional information or the premonitions and everything. I, I think it's a, it's a very magical thing and it's important to be able to talk about that. And I think your story is is a, is a wonderful example. I mean, even just from what you've told us, obviously there's more to it, is a wonderful example of just like why people can, can, can should start paying attention more to their dreams. Because uh, sometimes the dreams may not give you all the answers, but they may prompt you to continue asking questions. So, yeah. So, Sabrina, thank you again for, for joining us, and I look forward to uh, hearing more about it. But, again, if there's any... Sabrina... Uh, you say paranormal. Do you experience paranormal activities such as like ghosts? So Ryan, we'll uh, we'll get more into the the extra conversations uh, as we keep bouncing around. But um, Sabrina, did you want to give a short answer to that? Uh, yeah, um, I do see them all the time. It's not necessarily usually like uh, what you would picture, like movie kind of ghosts. It's more like spirits. Like I'll see sparkles like here and there. And sometimes they'll even see shadows. So it's a lot of like um, light kind of play, light, light and shadow play. So yeah, but I know how to protect myself and I have a lot of um, um, good, I guess, personal ways of kind of blocking my 
um, myself from anything negative kind of thing. Cool. Awesome. And I mean, even that, there, there is like a conversation that can be tied into there. A lot of people, even within this class before, you know, the, the topic of like sleep paralysis comes up or like, you know, like nightmares or entities appearing to us within dreams. And again, as taboo as some of these may be, they're important to be able to, to talk about. And even, as you mentioned, ways to be able to, quote unquote, protect ourselves uh, against some of these, uh, you know, entities, so to speak, or just in some way to be able to get a better understanding of what these experiences are and ultimately how they themselves are actually teachers in, in themselves. So, yeah, cool. Well, Sabrina, thank you again. And uh, definitely we'll, we'll pass the talk and stick around a bit more, but I look forward to being able to have you join in as well. So, thank cool. You. Thank you. Um, so with that said, we'll uh, keep passing talk and stick around uh, as we do introductions. And as we get through the introductions, then that's when the conversation will really just continue to flow wherever it needs to. So um, who, uh, whoever would like to introduce themselves next, feel, please feel free to unmute your microphone and, and jump in. Um, so David, we'll let, we'll let you go next. So go ahead. How's it going? Uh, as I said earlier, this is my first Google Hangout. My name is David Cunningham. I'm in Clearwater, Florida. Um, Probably about five or six years ago, um, I began to awaken and realize how much more there is, you know, than my normal routine. Um, I've had some pretty incredible synchronicities in my life, and at the time, um, I was thinking of a friend that I hadn't seen in over 20 years, and I was actually Googling her name online, and she called me that exact moment, and it was the most bizarre thing, and... I've just had a lot of synchronicities. I've had a lot of recent dreams about my father that are just very, very real where I feel like I've talked to him. Um, nothing really lucid other than maybe a couple of nightmares where I could tell I was dreaming. Um, I also experienced um, about three years ago, um, I apologize, I'm very nervous. Um, about three years ago, um, my neighbor knocked on my door and there was all of these lights in the sky and there was definitely UFOs, nothing any of us had ever seen before and all of the neighbors kind of came out and, and hung out and experienced that together. So I know that there's a lot more out there and that's when I began to seek through Facebook and your group and everything, just other people that know that there's more and need to, to talk about it together. So happy to be here. Awesome. Sweet. David, thank you so much for, for joining us here. And um, yeah, like uh, wh one of the things that I, I did want to be able to talk about again within this class is the idea of being able to uh, communicate with loved ones who have passed on within the dream space. I, I feel that's a really powerful topic and, and it definitely brings a lot of people uh, into the interest of dreamings and, and it's something I'll talk about a little bit later into the class but I mean for those of you who have been tuned in with me through Facebook, um, I've, I've experienced death recently within my own reality through the passing of my dog Shelby who we had to put down on my birthday actually which was a very synchronistic, very powerful day and we talked about this in the last team broadcast um, and, and I even mentioned it in the last team broadcast but I just wanted to reiterate it within the context of the dream class and my intention of like through him passing it's given me this extra focus within my dream space of wanting to be able to connect with him in the dream space knowing that it is possible and lo and behold about three or four days after he passed, I actually did have an experience with that. So I'll explain more about that later. But um, David, go ahead. I'll pass it back to you if there's more you want to say. Oh, uh, no, I've also uh, lost a dog, and uh, I've dreamt about him a lot as well, Golden Retriever that I had for 10 years. And uh, I have another one that runs the same software, basically, but I've also dreamt about my dog. And uh, 
you know, some of the things that I've had some pretty intense dreams lately that just they affect my entire day and sometimes synchronicities happen from the things that, that, that occurred within the dream that I don't know, there's just there's definitely a link there. Definitely, definitely. Well, again, thank you for sharing, David, and, and thank you for joining us here tonight. So, Thanks. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, let's keep bouncing around with uh, some, some introductions, guys, and um, we'll let, let whoever wants to go next go, go next. So uh, does uh, Ryan C., do you want to go? Since yeah, sure. It may not be up too late. Sure. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. Fine. Microphone's fine. Awesome. Uh, just checking. Sometimes this thing doesn't work properly. Well, um, yeah, I'm a YouTuber, and I teach people a lot of things when it comes to spiritual practices, really finding themselves properly, you know, who they actually are. And I mean the side of them that they forgot when they incarnated, the side of them that has all their abilities, Side of them that once they wake on, once they awaken up to, it's like they get it, you know, this reality. And you were saying earlier about dreams and the different layers of dreams. And you like you wake up in one dream, you know, like this morning, and then you enter into this dream, then you go back to sleep, and then you wake up into another dream. Uh, it's a funny thing about that, but I won't say it now. But uh, yeah, I just popped on because I wanted to see. What this was about, you told me about it, you mentioned the dream class, and I've got a, a ton of experience when it comes to dreams, and uh, I haven't even touched upon it <laughs> on my YouTube channel, like I don't, there's a lot I haven't talked about over there, so this is pretty cool, it's the first time I'm talking about it on yours, so yeah, that's pretty much about it, just curious. Awesome, man. Well, we did. Um, you 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 had jumped in on the previous dream class uh, earlier on a couple months ago and stuff like that. So so it's good to have you back again. And uh, just uh, for the people listening, because they they might not have heard, but um, just tell them what what's your YouTube channel? Where can they find you? Right, proper. C R O P P E R. Just check that out. I'll type in astral projection, and I'll be somewhere. Hopefully, <laughs> if somebody else hasn't. Alright, me. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just type in Ryan Cropper and you'll find my face somewhere talking about something. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, again, you know, like within this broadcast, I, I wanted to get into the ideas of like what is possible within the dream space. And, and again, Ryan, with, with your experience, uh, I'd love to be able to have you be able to share with, with that. And and one of the things that um, was one of the videos that you actually posted on your YouTube that, that I really dug um, was like, again, you know, like within the realms of lucid dreaming and astral projection, <laughs> it was in relation to sort of like uh, in question of the idea of like the flat earth hypothesis and a lot of people talking about flat earth, flat earth, flat earth and yet you were just like, you know, like not many people are talking about like the multi-dimensional earth and, and, and all, I mean if it's something you want to explain later but it was basically this idea of like you actually projecting outside of the sphere of earth and then rotating around earth and what you actually saw was like eight earths sort of like situated within like a hypercube kind of thing and to me I was just like he knows, like he saw it too, like he knows what it's like. Unless I mean, like for me, that really just resonated, and um, it was really exciting as an example 
of uh, what astral projection can actually lead to, you know, in terms of, like, getting outside of our planet, even, and being able to explore the galaxy and, and, and explore some of these bigger questions and seeing sort of this multidimensional aspect. Um, but, uh, Ryan, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention upon that now, uh, but uh, either way, we can, we can keep passing around. But I just wanted to mention that. Just I thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> A lot of people think it's flat. Right, because they're saying all the physical evidence that someone's just kind of stumbling upon online, but they haven't actually gone there. You know, they're just taking someone else's evidence and they're just passing it off and saying that it's real. But once you're out there, it's actually more complicated than they actually think. You know, it's not just the Earth is flat. No, there are different dimensions where the Earths are flat. And there are other dimensions where they're like 360 degrees. I mean, most people would stand, right, and you'd speak to somebody on the same like level as you. But there are dimensions that I've been to where like, I'd look up and I'd see my friends chatting above me, just suspended in space because there are no floors, you know. And there are realities out there which the scientific technology can't actually see. And they're just hovering over the over our own space, and people are. They don't experience until they get there. And with the parallel dimension thing, yeah. Yeah, you'll see a lot of those every now and then. But yeah, you, you can pass on the mic because I won't speak for too long. <laughs> awesome, man. Well I think uh, I think that definitely like helps um, give some cool ideas as to some of the topics I can get into this. And, and it is the multidimensional reality topic, the parallel reality topics, is one that I'm super fascinated about because, again, it just helps us begin to see more of this bigger picture. And um, especially, uh, I mean, <laughs> some people know what I'm talking about, but recently I've been watching a show um, called Stranger Things. Uh, some people would know what it is. And, and for those of you who don't, I just encourage you to look it up on Netflix. But it's actually bringing in this concept within this story of parallel realities and multiple dimensions existing within the same physical space as us, just on you know different frequencies or however you want to explain it. And again, like within this topic, this is something that ties into the dream space, and we've talked about this before. But you can even get into the topic of like the fairy folk and the elf zone, the elf realm, and everything, and and how these are again, you know, like other dimensions within the same space as us that may be right around us, and we don't always see them. Yet through the dream space, it seems to be the central hub in which like multiple people, multiple inhabitants of these multiple dimensions can sort of gather and, and meet within. So it's a very exciting thing to think about how the dream space is actually something that's utilized by multiple inhabitants of various dimensions, so to speak. It's not just something that we use. It's something that we go back to and we can use to communicate with all of the intelligent entities out there in the cosmos. Theoretically, so we'll uh, keep bouncing it around. And, and thanks again, Ryan. And, and again, you know, for people looking, I really encourage you to check out Ryan's YouTube channel again, Ryan Cropper. Just uh, run a search on that, and uh, yeah, he's got some great content that, uh, on his channel as well. So um, with that said, we'll we'll keep passing the the talking stick around for for introduction. So um, we did have another player who joined the game. We had uh, Dev who joined the game, and uh, we also have Ryan uh, in terms of the introduction. So Dev or Ryan, if you guys want to jump in for the introductions, please feel free to do so. All right, I'll go ahead. Well, Dev, go ahead, yeah. Hey, thanks. Hey, so my name is Devin Burden. Um, I'm in Vancouver, BC, and I was literally just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this, uh, I saw a Paradigm Shift Dream class, like, pop up in my in my feed, and I'm like, that's cool. I've actually been looking for something like that, and I click it, and there were, like, maybe, like, five minutes after you guys started 
uh, I see the conversation going like, okay, I've got to get in on this. Just um, I've had my own spiritual awakening maybe about a year ago. I was uh, actually diagnosed with psychosis, and um, that's over here. And the thing is, before before I got diagnosed, I was having these really uh, these really vivid dreams. I was feeling sensations over my body. You know, I'd feel like someone was touching me, and I didn't have the knowledge back then to kind of. I didn't have the spiritual knowledge to tie it again. Like, oh, it's a parallel dimension, and there's and there's spiritual beings, there's sentient beings out there. All I could acclaim it to was like, oh, there's a ghost haunting me. And so when I went to the doctors, they're like, as I described to them what was going on, the uh, the filter they saw through was like, okay, this is what psychosis is. And maybe about six months ago, I actually traveled to Peru and I drank ayahuasca. And the shamans there actually completely recorrected everything. It's like what you had was a spiritual awakening. What's happening to you is that you're becoming more aware of multi uh, of different dimensions and and layers and whatnot. So I was like, that's really interesting. And then the ayahuasca itself really really changed my life for the better. And as soon as I got back from Peru, I just I went off the medications. I did meditation and dream analysis and went on. Just got more um, familiar with the different dimensions and frequencies and realms. And it's uh, it's just like someone earlier was saying, it's just really nice to be able to find people with the same kind of mindset who will understand and know as well, because I can't just, you know, walk out the door and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm speaking to this entity, and, you know, it's so it's really awesome that I can find this place, and I'm looking forward to joining the rest of the class and, see, and learning with you guys. So, yeah. Right on, man. I'm I'm glad you your uh, your synchronicity brought you here. That's that's exactly again. You know, like the magic of the internet is awesome because synchronicity happens through the internet, and that's why we put those branches out there. Because like, and I mean, we, there's a conversation in this in itself. How how even the internet mirrors the model of the dream space in itself, you know, like it's this shared conscious co-creation. So it's really cool to look at the internet as a reflection of the dream space and to actually be able to learn more about the dream space by studying the internet and vice versa. So it's very, very exciting. And again, you know, like the, 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 the unconscious and the ultra conscious of human culture comes up through the internet in the same way it comes up through the dream space. And it's a beautiful place to be able to co-create. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Devin, thanks again for, for joining in, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. you synced up. Sweet. And, uh, um, and again, uh, just for Devin and anybody else, when we're just going through, if you guys can manually just unmute or mute and unmute yourself, uh, that just helps with production as well. Perfect. Um, so uh, we'll do um, Ryan, if you want to introduce yourself. And then uh, we actually, uh, my partner Kat's actually listening on the bed behind us, and, and she's going to jump in after that to, to introduce herself too, but she's been listening. So um, Ryan, if you'd like to do your introduction, please feel free to, to do that, if Ryan's still there. Uh, a, a, dove, a dove sent me here, but okay. that's basically it. You can send it off to Kat. All right, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Okay, so um, Kat, do you wanna? Let me just turn the oh, monitor. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Kat, you can. I'm just gonna mute. Yeah, you just have to yell into the microphone. Go ahead. So, Kat, who, who? Uh, How about I just like say your name and and what brought you to dream class? So my name is Kat, and um, been in a few dream classes before. Just talk a little bit louder, if I can. A little louder, right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like 
I've been here a few times already, um, and I'm just, you know, generally very interested in exploring the depths of the human mind and obviously uh, studying dreams and the lessons behind what they bring is a very integral part of that. Um, I believe that that's like something about our spiritual development that a lot of people don't really consider. Um, so it's really cool to get to share space with all of you because, you know, we're all here for a reason. We're all drawn to this specific study. Um, yeah, in terms of dreaming, like, what did you, like, an intro about? Uh, just what about you? I think you said it, unless there's anything else you want to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just always been in interested in uh, studying dreams. Um, it kind of started when I was in grade school. I think I was, like, in, like, the third or fourth grade, we had to do speeches, and I decided to do a speech on dreams. And so a lot of these things that I ended up researching when I was, like, a kid were things that trailed into my interests and things that I decided to explore um, much later in life. So that was uh, that was like the the intro for me, and uh, yeah, that's about it so far. Cool. Awesome, thanks, Kat. <laughs> yeah, Very cool. So, Kat, um, feel free to jump in at any point, for even sure. if you want to pull up like a chair. I know we haven't yeah. done that yet, but um, you might have to find one or find a stool or something or sit on that like little right. doohickey over there. So I'll find me a chair. Okay, cool. All right, so um, with that said, guys, thank you so much again for, for joining into this. And uh, even for the people who are watching this live on YouTube, we have about like a dozen people watching us on, on YouTube. Feel free to join into this uh, broadcast if you feel called to. And you can also use the live chat through the main website. And even on YouTube, if you look in the comments, if you just refresh it if you need to, I included the link to directly join, and I included the link for the uh, team live chat. So if you have any questions, please feel free to relay those through through the live chat, and we'll be happy to include you into the conversation that way. So with that said, guys, um, from here, we can just sort of allow the conversation to, to get anywhere into uh, where it needs to. Um, I'll, I'll just start off just by talking a little bit, uh, again, about my recent experience um, with my intentions and, and some of my, my uh, own own evolution within my practice. And uh, then from there, anybody can just sort of like add in and jump in and ask questions. So within within the broadcast, one of the things that's been really exciting is that since we've been doing this, this dream class specifically for like three and a half months now or four months now or however long we've been doing it, every two weeks, on, on Tuesday is the routine that we do. Uh, again, you know, we're creating it to create more, we're creating it to create a routine for people to develop their own dream practice. And for me, it definitely has made a difference. For me, some of the main attributes that reflect my ability to uh, remember my dreams and to work towards lucidity and to engage with my dreams um, are the two main elements, and I've mentioned this plenty of times before, but I'll mention it again because there's always new listeners, of uh, energy cultivation, sexual energy cultivation specifically, and whether or not I'm choosing to work with cannabis at that time. Uh, choosing to not work with cannabis definitely affects my dream recall and it's been about a month since I've worked with cannabis and uh, within that last month like literally like I've been able to remember my dreams and they're becoming like more vivid and they're becoming like more frequent like I'm like last night for example I remembered like three or four dreams um, I have my dream journal and, and I'm gonna read through that as we sort of bounce around with some of the conversation and I'll share with you guys some examples of some that I had uh, but one of my recent things so again you know my dog Shelby uh, he passed away on my birthday and, and I even you know there's a video on my YouTube channel about this and a lot of people tuned into it and I just want to say thank you again for the support because you know that in itself was a a very deep experience but also one that I feel I was able to 
approach with the intention of seeing it as an opportunity for me to gain deeper spiritual strength, so to speak, and, and using um, the idea of being able to reconnect with my dog Shelby with him in the dream space, knowing that, yes, humans pass on into the other dimensions when they leave this physical plane, and through the dream space, we can actually continue to interact with them. And so in the same way, animals do it as well. And so I had this intention, and one of the things is that I had um, a little crystal, which uh, is in my pocket right now, and, and this was like a, just as a, an example of like a totem that you can sort of use within DreamSpace, and again, I explained this within the, dream, the team broadcast, but I'm just going to give you a real recap. This is basically a crystal that my dog had with him um, for a good amount of time, and so symbolically, I saw it as like having his energy, and so this is like sort of like a bridge to connect with me and him. Uh, in the simple idea, like it's a crystal in a crystal wrap, and basically like when I connect with this, when I touch this, uh, I, it brings me into the attention and the, 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 the thought process of like connecting with him. And so what I've been doing, I've been falling asleep by like putting it on my hand like this because it's got a keychain latch and just having it in my hand as I go to sleep. And I'll go to sleep like thinking about him and, and using my imagination to create like a, 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 an environment and a scenario where I'm like interacting with him. And then what actually happened is that I was like working on a video about him and then I took a nap and obviously naps sometimes in the afternoon have the potential to bring up more lucidity. But within the nap, I like fell asleep and, and had a interaction where I was like connecting with him in a dream. And I knew it wasn't just my imagination because I kind of woke up and I'm like, wait, did I just imagine that or did I dream it? And then the way how I knew it was a dream is because in addition to just like having the memory of the feelings and the sensation, I had the visceral memory of the imagery. Like, like that was for me, you know, because just sometimes that can happen where you're just kind of like you're imagining things. You're like, wait, like was I imagining that or was I quote unquote dreaming it? Even though dreaming is a part of the imagination process as well. But my memory had the vision of what I saw and I saw him and, and I and I was just basically petting him and he was like in my house and he was walking around and he was younger and so like that was something that I experienced and that happened literally like three or four days after he passed and for me like that was like such a cool thing and it was such a healing thing and it was such like an important thing and even still like I had another dream with him like in a, in, a, in another way um, a little bit later on so it's something that I'm continuing to, to develop so I feel like one of the gifts that Shelby gave to me uh, through his passing was this ability for me to put more intention and intention towards being able to want to put focus towards my dream space so I can reconnect with him yet ultimately like go beyond that so um, even within like the last couple you know days and stuff this dream class is really motivating me towards um, helping me not work with cannabis as much and, and I hope it can be something for other people as well like as an example you know, like, even on, like, Friday or Saturday, like, I could have smoked cannabis if I wanted to. You know, I could have went out of my way to do that. But knowing I was just like, wait, you know, like, I'm only, like, two days, three days away from dream class. Like, I should just, like, not smoke. And then I'll have something to talk about during dream class. And so, again, it's, like, actually helping me, like, refine my willpower. And, um, yeah, it's definitely just, like, allowing me to just, like develop more experiences and, and, and ultimately, and I'll just say this last part and we'll just pass it around, 
the the important thing within dreams is, is like people will say you know like, like oh but dreams don't count because they're just dreams for me like the important thing is if you, if an experience can can be added to if, if you can learn something from an experience if it can help you become more of who you are then like that's what matters so if you can have a dream where you learn something where you go through an experience and it like becomes a part of you it's this idea that through dreams we're like actually beginning to integrate the connection between us and our higher selves and and I'll, I'll just say this part actually because I think this is like a really important theme and we're gonna see it coming up more within uh, the bigger paradigm shift but it's this idea of within this whole bigger story a lot of us I feel are moving into this process of integrating a 5d awareness so to speak with a 3d experience so 5d awareness is again this multi-dimensional idea and, and instead of people saying like oh you know we're ascending into 5d and we're gonna like leave the physical plane it's just like okay that's one idea but let's look at the other idea of like opening up into a quote-unquote higher expanded awareness yet integrating it into our 3d experience um, and I feel dreams are helping us do that, definitely through my own experience. So um, I'll let uh, anybody else uh, feel free to, to jump in on that. And, and again, if anybody has any questions for the groups, experiences that they want to share, uh, this is a place to do it. And, and let's, uh, you know, again, always um, any practical tips is always something we want to bring it back to. So if anybody wants to jump in, Ryan, go ahead. You mentioned you know, going in and out dreams. And uh, each experience, no matter where it is, counts. I just wanted to drop a tip with that, especially when it comes to integrating your higher self, you know, because one of the main things that dreaming or existing in any reality will teach you is that your ego changes, but who you are doesn't change. Like in each dream, you notice that? In each dream, you can become so many different characters, but you actually believe that the dream is real, you know, you're placed in that dream. And then you wake up, and as you slowly wake up, you realize that wait, it's, it's like it's new. It's this moment where you wake up, where you're nothing. You're not that character, and you're not this character that you are in 3D with your life and your job. There's a moment where you're nothing. If you could remember that state and bring that state here, like continue to hold on to that, because that is you, right? That's who you actually are. And you walk around like that in 3D. You're walking around lucid. Okay, you're not attached to the ego anymore, to the character. It's the same way that you're lucid inside of a dream. You realize that you're not the character in the dream, and then you start to move things and manipulate things. You start to see how the dream's created. Same thing here. You know, when you unattach yourself from your, or who you think you are, which again is a matrix, which is a system of thought, which is a system of beliefs that you are, you know, your name, right? Like, my name's all right. I don't actually call myself right. That's just the name which is the vibration which deals with law of attraction and that goes on and on and on. Yeah, when it comes to creating this dream, and all of, all of you can remember that, but first you'll have, to, you'll have to remember your original state of thinking, which is that you then never changes no matter where you are. You know, and that's when you're actually projecting, that's when you're in a dream, that's when you're in a parallel earth or your parallel version of yourself. You know, and when you're, when you're lucid in a lucid dream, if any of you can remember being lucid in a lucid dream, there is a part of you which it feels very familiar. It's kind of like that voice inside you that tells you to do the right thing when you know you're doing the wrong thing, right? Well, that voice stays the same no matter what dimension you're in. That voice is you. So if you could remember or feel that part of you now or make a meditation out of it, and then you open your eyes, it's like that just blows open your third eye. And then if you walk out of your house, if you've been doing this for a couple of days, 
when you walk around your house, especially if you live by a city, you'll start to see people's behaviors, you'll start to see the patterns within this dream, you know, you'll start to wake up, and then you can start to manipulate it, but that depends on how far you're getting with that, and um, a lot of people don't want to be here in 3D, they hate it, especially star seeds or indigos, right, they, they, they hate the place, they say it's too hard, and they just want to leave, but going back to what you were saying earlier about every experience counting, every experience here counts, it's so important. You can learn more from 3D than most of the astral planes, and a lot of people are just passing this place off as if it's, it's nothing, you know, and they just want to sleep all day, or maybe they want to escape through astral projection, or whatever, you know, it may be. The fact of the matter is, this Earth is actually really important, and that's why you're here. It's, uh, it's a really good opportunity, because this time that you're experiencing feels the longest, you know, the 24 hours or the 12 hours that you're awake within the day. Whereas in a dream, you dream and then you wake up and it feels like you've only dreamt for a couple of minutes. You feel kind of exhausted depending on you know, your state throughout that dream. So what I'm saying here is if you just pay more attention to this waking life and be more lucid in this reality, you actually get more from this place than you would otherwise previously had believed if you were going off of what everyone else was saying, which is this place is just terrible and that it's being controlled by somebody and so forth. It's actually, uh, it's really cool here. Um, it is. Even though you can't fly or walk through walls. <laughs> you can still do some other things, right? Like you can manipulate people, and that may not sound cool, but I mean like energy pushing. You can sway someone else's emotions and get them to behave a predetermined way. You know? And a lot of people can't access that unless they do that within their dream state. Telepathy, also, you can do that here. But yeah. first you can have to do it in the other states, right? Mm -hmm. And the astral telepathy is really strong. You learn that over there. You can, again, you, you be that you that doesn't change. You come here, tune into that you that never changes, and then you'll realize that you can feel people easily. Mm -hmm. And you can use your telepathy. You know? But uh, yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I want to say for now. You know, this place is awesome. You know, and, and learn from each dimension, not just this one. Not saying the other ones aren't important, because they are as well, but if you want to like, really ascend, then you'll need to learn or at least cultivate information as much as you can whenever it's there, pretty much, whenever you're able to. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Did you want to say something? That's, that's awesome, Ryan. There's, there's a couple things I definitely want to respond to that, uh, even in relation to the starseed thing. I got a response to that. But, Sabrina, we'll, we'll pass it over to you since I know you have something to share. Um, yeah, about, like, I, I feel like I have to share this one dream, and... It uh, was kind of like midway through my awakening, and I was outside of Earth. It was the first time I had a dream where, you know, I was outside of Earth, and I was looking down to it, but I wasn't in a ship or anything. I was just looking at it, and to my right, there was a blue ray satellite-looking thing, and it was trailing like a blue light, and then to my left was a red trailing light satellite um, trailing and it just they just kept going around the earth and the thought I got in my head one is the past and one is the future and um, that in itself kind of brought me to look at my cards more and the more I play with them and and um, use the parallels like with my uh, Celtic um, Tarot of the Celtic Fairies and my 
Wisdom of the Hidden Realms Oracle cards, they par like the parallels of them is just unbelievable. And it's being able to make those connections um, is what fascinates me. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I've hit my head a couple times as a kid and that's just how my brain processes things. But, like, really in my waking day, I can usually pick out, you know, that was in my dream and I'm experiencing it right now and there's a message here for me. And I guess that's more how I can like elaborate on what Ryan was just saying. Yeah, Sabrina, thank you. And, and I think even just what you said there at the, at the idea, like being able to be more conscious of looking for the messages within this dream, within our sleeping dreams is like such an important thing. It's this idea of like, even when things are happening to you, you know, like it, it, within this physical dimension and, and they might feel really challenging. For me, I really, really try and bring it back to the idea of like, what is the lesson in this? You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They sort of skip that process and they go right to like complaining or being frustrated or something like that. But if you can go back to it, what is the lesson in this? And in the same way, the dream space is trying to show you something. It's trying to teach you something all the time. And that's our role as cosmic cosmic students of this universe is, is to pay attention and to be able to listen and in the same way that even within this class we are practicing listening to each other we're practicing listening to other parts of ourselves um, I did want to say that in relation to this something Ryan mentioned about the star seeds and, and I want to direct this into the the uh, eventually into the topic of like what are some of the things that we can do within dreams um, and again I know Ryan will be able to add in some cool ideas into that as well while he's still here um, but even what Ryan was saying you know like <laughs> within dreams you can fly but like here like is it, it can you fly you know that's the question like we hear these stories about levitation like are they possible is that possible like some people would lead you believe that yes it definitely is and and if so if this reality is actually more malleable if there is no spoon as the matrix was showing us like how do we get there how does that happen and, and for me part of the idea is like really being able to let go of our attachment of how we think this reality works it's our it's our thoughts that create the construct that create the illusion of the rules that we feel governs this reality and once we start letting letting go of those we start to realize that the rules are actually more malleable than we realize and that's where you start getting into things like telekinesis that's where you even even one of the obvious things is like remote viewing is, is something a lot of people would just say it's just like that's crazy psychic stuff yet if it's so crazy then you know like how come government and and, and, and you know all these secret programs were so interested in it and why were they using it to like spy on the Russians back in the war and stuff so I mean again it's tapping into these natural abilities as our multidimensional beings and and the dream space is starting it, it's, it's understanding our connection with the dream space that is allowing us to understand how some of these abilities are actually possible within this physical dimension um, going back to the starseed thing I just want to say because you know Ryan said you know like even within the starseed some of them have like this hard time of integrating within the 3d experience um, recently for those of you uh, subscribed to my YouTube channel at Skull Babylon, this one, uh, you know, we, I did a recent interview with uh, Bridget Nielsen, who's uh, like a Starseed ambassador, and she's really well known on YouTube. And I encourage people to go back and check out the interview we did. Uh, long story short, one of the things she says, you know, like she was asking me what my perspective was on the Starseeds, and I said I think it's good to be able to be open to the idea of uh, acknowledging our, our 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 star lineage and everything like that. But for me. 
rather than associating our identity with the connection to a starseed or with the, the focus on being a starseed, I encourage people to bring it back to this concept of being an earth seed and, and really think about what that means, you know, like even if we are all starseeds, ultimately we're here, we're right now, we got our feet on the ground and that makes us earth seeds and it brings us back to this mission of being connected to the earth and being able to shift consciousness and again tying it back into the idea that through shifting ourselves we are shifting the planet, which is why like you can approach dream exploration as a very altruistic thing by doing your own work, your own inner work. You literally are shifting consciousness in, in itself and, and even your presence allows other people to be invited to be able to begin exploring their own shift in consciousness, their own awakening within this bigger dream. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just open it up before, uh, again, I want to get into the idea of like, what are some of the things that we can do within dreams, whether we're lucid or otherwise, but just opening it up, if anybody else has anything that they want to jump in on, um, just with some of the recent stuff said. Um, Jennifer, yeah. go ahead. Yep. I was just going to say that um, I, I also love to um, speak about using where we are, you know, our waking reality, what we call our waking reality, but I like to bridge it with dreams, so I agree with Ryan and you. Uh, I use the dream to dissolve. That's how I manifest quicker, is um, I will get in a dream mode, almost like a lucid dream, in my waking reality, and I will um, interpret everything and narrate everything to myself as if I was telling myself a dream in the present. Eventually, like a few hours in, uh, it really, really starts like the solid illusion starts to dissolve, to just dissipate and um, a lot of magic and synchronicity and really bizarre co like creating in the moment starts happening. At sometimes a little delayed but the more you're believing it, the more you're dreaming awake, the more uh, the more you realize that you know waking reality is a dream as well and like a lucid dreamer you can begin to have all these adventures and run into people just like you would dream masters in a dream you know it could be a bum in the street that suddenly awakens and tells you a message um, or a crackhead like seriously there's like crazy things have, have, have happened to me where people actually come up to me stop and like a dream character relay a message to me and I continue on the journey and uh, I think I never stopped after that first time. <laughs> this is just another stop in that journey. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. And, and, and again, you're right. Um, that's a great thing is pay attention to conversations around you when you're out in the day. You never know. And especially, oh my God, like children. Children will drop like the craziest truth bombs. So in the same way, you know, you'd be in a dream and like somebody on the other side of the room might say something and you'd hear it. That same thing happens within the physical dimension where you'd be like walking by some kid in a grocery store and they'd just say something and be like, be like, mommy, did you know that we're the sun embodied in human form? And we're just like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> what? what? And I don't know. A kid's like talking about like something he saw on TV or something. Like, I don't know. But like, seriously, kids kids are amazing these days and, and they're trying to teach us and, and if we pay attention we, we start realizing it too um, yeah okay let's just let's just keep bouncing it around and again uh, if anybody Sorry, asks I don't have to say. Dev go ahead yep yeah so something Ryan said and it was uh, that transition between um, between the characters at that space of nothingness and I actually had a dream where I was I was a character and 
I wasn't very, I wasn't fully lucid, but I was trying to accomplish something, and I was looking for a tool, and I was just so confused. I'm like, which, like, how can I, how can I, how can I finish this? How can I, how can I get this done? And it was a really short dream, but it's just probably one of the most impactful dreams that I've had up to this point. And in the end, I woke up and it said, or the tool that was given to me was the mind. And it was like, but I am the mind. I'm like, and I woke up like, I am not the mind. The mind is the tool of my consciousness. And it was that moment as I woke up that there was this, this, this space between, like, 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 I was identified with mind. And this space happened where I was like, I was looking at mind, and I realized, I realized who I was. And I also realized the, the limitless, limitless potential of the mind, because then after I, the thoughts that I heard, like, as I'm, as I'm thinking thoughts, the energy flows towards, towards whatever thought that is. Like, you create awareness around the thoughts that your consciousness decides to be aware of, sort of in a way. The the more you the more you find the more you tune your tool to be a wrench or to be a certain type of tool, it'll it literally mends into that into whatever specific tool you want it to be. Thus, why there is you know things of like remote viewing and and telekinesis and uh, and all and all these gifts. But yeah, it was just a really impactful experience, and I've had intuitive faculties just kind of explode and really really develop ever since I had that dream just kind of uh, tuning in like very very high amounts of empathy and towards like just animals and like even plants and towards people and all that and it all kind of revolves around compassion in a way for me just because um, the more I care about something the more the more I can become aware of it the more attention I bring to it if I care about something so if I care about someone else I kind of get in tune with them and like telepathy and all those kind of things for me happen when that happens. So just wanted to add that in, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Steph. Um, just keeping the microphone open, anybody else want to jump in on anything that's been said, feel free. No, nope, let's maybe. Uh, Ryan, go ahead. Yep. I've been trying to keep a mental checklist because every time someone opens their mouth, I've got something to say to add on, and it's like, oh, and I'm trying to hold on to it, and then someone else says something cool, and then it like takes its place. I'm like, crap, and then I forget. Uh, one of them, okay, one of them that's here right now, something else might move on in, is when you were talking about flying here in 3D, and I was like, you just go, right? <laughs> like, flying. Uh, not being able to do that. Well, what if some people can do that? When I started to, uh, when I was at, uh, I manifested the trip to the Bahamas. I don't know if you've been keeping up. Uh, yeah, I manifested the trip to Bahamas for 30 days. And whilst I was there, I started to, I actually projected at my mate's house. He does a lot of uh, witchcraft magic. And I projected to see what was up in his place. Anyway, I started to contact this being using telepathy, like literal words, not just feeling and emotions, telepathy. Now, the word-based telepathy here, as I am in 3D, is random, like completely random. Every now and then something would pop in and just flow out, then I'd say it to my friend, what he was thinking, then he'd freak out. I can't control that at all. But 
when I was at his place, as soon as I got out of the astral projection, I tried to do the same thing here, because my consciousness, like you were saying, it's like a tool, right? So I tried to do the same thing here in 3D, and I felt my mind, like, tried to mold itself, like it was becoming malleable. It tried to create new bridges of neurons or whatever it was doing. It was trying to match my astral body, my physical body. It was trying to match up with my astral so that I could hear voices. I must have sat there for about... 15, 20 minutes, and my head was like really hurting. I wasn't trying to strain it or anything. All it was was, when I think a certain way in the astrals, my consciousness is shifted and it's vibrating on a certain frequency. I can remember that frequency. So when I recall the frequency here, that is when my head starts to like do all this stuff, maybe pulsations, my pineal gland, or my crown. Anyway, I start to hear voices in the exact same spot that I heard the voices within my astral body. Okay, so like in the center, I know the exact location where like that microphone is inside my head or that walkie-talkie. So I start to hear little voices inside my head like speaking. I'm like, great, I got it. I can, I can do this properly now. And I sat there, I started to listen to it over and over again. And I haven't revisited it since then. But getting back to the physical body and flying, what if these people you're hearing about who are flying or teleporting, their bodies are figuring out a way to adapt to their consciousness so that they can lift off the floor or move things with their mind or teleport or walk through walls, you know? And I think it's pretty cool when you think of it like that. I mean, matter really is just dense light and light is nothing more than consciousness and you are consciousness really. So whatever you think, basically the body is thinking and on a very subatonical, like very small level, your atoms can do some strange things because <laughs> it is consciousness, it is light. So you can like move and vibrate and resonate at certain frequencies. You can heal yourself really like rapidly and so forth. Well, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. And what else was some, I'm pretty sure a couple. The earth. One of you talked about the earth being, I think it was you actually, Brendan. Or was it spirit? Mm, I'm not sure. I think I, from, from when I was looking at the earth, looking at the earth. Connecting to the earth, and it's like it's your higher self, like yeah. the sense of the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're really you're mm-hmm. spot on with that. The mm-hmm. earth is basically you, mm-hmm. but without ego. It's yeah. got the cleanest character, or like the cleanest programming over it, which is so nice to tune into. Because whenever you're tuning into the public, you get all of this noise. It's like all scrambly, like bad reception, which makes you feel bad. But then as soon as you like connect to the earth, you tune into that larger part of your consciousness, which is the earth. And then, you know, yeah. there's no noise there. It's just perfect. It's like harmony going on. Mm-hmm. It's really great. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Cool. If anybody else wants to jump in, feel free. Um, Jennifer, I think you had your mic open. Or Sabrina, if you want to respond, go ahead. Um... I don't know, like, I don't know where to start and kind of, I'm just kind of absorbing everybody in in where you guys are in your kind of spiritual stuff, so I'm, I kind of get nervous about what I talk about, because it could be kind of too out there for some people, and I'm I'm just trying to gauge, like, what's what's acceptable. I don't know if that is. Let, let your freak flag fly, girl. <laughs> Um, well, as of late, you know, 
I, I notice my art a lot of the time is just kind of a really good expression of what's kind of going on in my head and it's kind of amazing to look back at stuff that you have done like when I, I have this one painting that I made when I was 18 I'm tw I'm turning 27 this year and it when I look at it and the abstract of it it blows my mind on how I was not conscious at the time of what shapes and things I was putting together in this painting and when you look at it if um, if you are an awakened soul and you have done you know your research into like super soldier stuff and MK Ultra and mind control you'll see the symbolism in this painting that I've done you know reflect that and it's it's kind of disturbing in one way and it's also kind of a blessing in another and it's kind of its own vortex or portal and I would love to show it to you guys if you guys are interested. Did, yeah, can you show now or? Yeah, I'll go grab it. One second. Okay. All right. Um, we'll pass over Jennifer. I think maybe you had something to add. If you want to, Sabrina, you can you can go do that, and we'll 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 pass it back to you. Jennifer, did you want to jump in? Yeah, actually, I was going to say. Uh, speaking of the Earth, I had a really short dream once that the Earth, um, inner Earth the earth opened up and it turned into inner earth and then um, we all realized as a collective that the earth was actually a kind of like live spacecraft and it was going through a metamorphosis that was reflecting um, our, the awakening of all these dream characters as we were becoming lucid so it was connected with the earth itself transforming thought I should throw that in okay Ready? <laughs> so I don't know which way to put it, but I'll just do it this way. So from, you know, you see a lot of checkerboard kind of stuff and like Freemason stuff. You have a rainbow bridge. I'm not sure what this is supposed to represent, but it's a connection to something, the eye. When I was 18, I had no clue about any any of this kind of symbolism and what the Freemasons are into and all the cult and esoteric things. Like this supposedly is supposed to be like some kind of representation of Saturn with the two rings. Um, you have this like pyramid looking thing. I don't know. I see it. I don't know if you guys do, but I kind of lost cool. I kind of lost sight about this painting and it kind of activated a lot of synchronicities for me. That painting like yeah, like that looks like a dream. That, yeah. That, yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. <laughs> um it's interesting because I mean like even just like through through art like sometimes that will happen where we're just like information just comes through us. You know, we become that conduit, and, and I feel like 
the dream space is just like studying the dream space is a great way to do that because we start like getting inspiration we start like connecting with visions and, and and a lot of people do that where you know like that's you know look at people like Dali and everything like that like his inspiration is literally like an interpretation of what we see within the dream space uh, reinterpreted and everything like that so Sabrina I think that's I think that's beautiful what, what you're doing there and you know definitely encouraging you to just like keep Keep doing what what makes your heart sing, definitely. So yeah, <laughs> I have one more thing to show you then. Go for it, yeah. Oh, it's a Zelda heart bottle, kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm in the middle of making Link, but he's not there yet. Right on. Right on. <laughs> nice. Cool. Thanks, Sabrina. Yeah. Um, Awesome guys. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's keep uh, let's keep bouncing around with some some conversations. Um, I did kind of want to get into, uh, a, as I said, I wanted to be able to get into the idea of like what are some of the things that we can do within dreams, um, and maybe even going into some practical tips. So um, I, I I did have like a dream that I want to share, but it's not like really super relevant. Um, I just like. It's interesting because I mean, within my dream, like process and everything like that, like I'm still remembering my dreams, but like even right now in the moment, I'm like having trouble immediately remembering all of them, and even my notes aren't as best as they could be. But I did have like one crazy dream where I saw like a giant, um, like, like it's only it's hard to explain. But if anybody's seen the movie Gods of Egypt, there's like an interpretation of Apophis, um, which is like this like giant like snake of darkness in the sky and everything like that and I had a dream where like I like saw it like flying around in a city and it was like destroying buildings and stuff and it was like really chaotic in the dream but it also felt like really powerful and even as like scary as it was like the dream like didn't overwhelm me or anything like that like I mean I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure like how to interpret it and stuff like that but it was just like the sight of it and, and just vividly seeing it was crazy it was like this like giant like space snake that was like made out of like blackness and teeth and it was like flying through the sky destroying buildings and it was just like so amazing to see within the dream space um just as like something that i was able to remember even though it was like kind of like daunting and scary and everything like that but um i don't know i'm just like trying to i'm just kind of like sharing it just to sort of like be able to document it to say like hey look i saw this um because again like that's like something that actually like goes back to uh like ancient egypt the the idea that like uh, Apophis, uh, I believe it's Apophis, unless I'm mistaken, but yeah, like Apophis, like every night, like Ra would have to like, he would like, Apophis would be like the chaos of the darkness, always like coming and trying to like, like take over the world, and then like every night, like Ra would have to like defend it uh, with the light and turn Apophis away. Um, so it's like sort of this idea of like chaos always existing and chaos always coming back into the world and the light and the dark, and it's kind of like this duality story that goes back to ancient, ancient myths and tales, but it was just kind of interesting. Um, but not really uh, using that to sort of uh, direct a conversation, but it was just something I, I just kind of wanted to share within the moment, just as, again, documenting stuff that we can see in dreams. It's crazy stuff. Amazing, beautiful stuff as well. Um, but I, I did just want to say, let's take a moment here to, to go into some practical tips um, I, I just want to be able to invite you guys here uh, to share one or two practical tips that you can suggest for, for people listening to this who may be either new to dreams or otherwise. Um, so, I mean, I, there's a couple I can mention, but I just want to let anybody else jump in first. Um, so, again, what are some practical tips for people to be able to develop their relationship with their dreams or work towards lucidity uh, a little bit more so that they can continue to take this experience from the prog from the podcast and, and practically be able to apply it. Um, if anybody wants to jump in on that, feel free. 
Maybe da, da, da. who wants to? I'll I let you. Sure. Yeah, Sabrina, go go ahead, and then and then I'm sure a couple other people will jump in as after. So Sabrina, go ahead. All right. Well, for me, um, I did a lot of sleep training with a lot of uh, like you can just go on YouTube and go type in Celtic fairy, relaxing sleep, ambient, whatever. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff, especially if you're connected to like the Fae or you know even mermaids or whatever you kind of resonate with, um, they you just put the intention out there to the positive entities and Fae that you know are kind of side by side in the realms with you, and you kind of just say out loud. Out loud tends to work a lot better um, than you know. Sometimes the telepathy part of it, you know, because it's a clear intention because sometimes they are able to sense if it's an AI system that is trying to influence thoughts. But when you say it out loud, it's a direct intention that you're putting into the universe and it's making that frequency and vibration. Um, so, you know, put that in, you know, right before you're about to go to sleep, have the intention, ask them, you know, what you want to experience, who you want to talk to, or, you know, even just envision, you know, the most peaceful place you could be on Earth or on another planet, or, um, and that's what I do, I just kind of let the music kind of take me away, and I have a very keen, uh, clear audience, uh, ability, so that's kind of how I get my messages mostly throughout my day. Like I'm, I love to sing, so that's like the one passion that I can kind of just float away and forget that I have a 3D life. Because when I am singing, it's it's very spiritual and it's very almost ritualistic. And I think that is carried over from a past life or many past lives. Um, so, you know, music therapy, especially music that doesn't have, you know, um, what do you call it, subliminal lyrics that are, you know, intentionally to hurt you later on and to keep that saying in your head, you know, those, um, what do you call them, music worms or something that you know just kind of repeat in your head that happened used to happen to me a lot but I've learned to kind of let my thoughts go and um, really use the sleep time to be my focus in restructuring my matrix and my reality Awesome. Thanks, Sabrina. And I, I, like, I like what you said there, just focusing back on like the importance of intention. Uh, a lot of people sort of overlook the, the obviousness of that, but, but you're right. Like Sometimes before falling asleep, state your intentions. Put that out there to the universe. Send out that signal. Let it be heard. And, and even if that's writing it down or if it's verbalizing it, simply doing that can make a difference. So... Yeah, as simple as that is, like that's definitely a really good practical tip, and it may be like a funny one for people to get into the habit of, but but definitely. Um, and I mean, even if you're like thinking it to yourself as you're falling asleep, it, it is another way to do it as well. So. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> cool, sweet. All right. Um, who wants to go next? Share some practical tips. 
I got something to share. Dab, go ahead. Um, something, I mean, for me, um, meditation. Meditation for sure. Just because, like, naturally, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a fidgety person. Like, I work and tap on the desk and whatnot. So meditation helps me kind of keep the body still and keep the mind still. And one thing that I actually really like now is just to just to wonder who, like not who, what, or who is, just just who. And it kind of builds this kind of um, this suspicion almost. Like if you just who, like, and you just kind of hold that as you're falling asleep, you, you have this suspicion, and it just carries right over into your dream. And that has worked really well for me, just who, like who. And you kind of, kind of become aware in this sort of sense. So those are two tips that have really worked for me. Definitely, definitely, and, and and like you said, I mean, just like the one of the simple tips that that I can just like give real quick, and you know, other people can expand on this. But I mean, the three main ones that I always go back to are like writing down a dream journal, reality checks, and meditation, as you said, and and they all tie in together. You know, like the dream journal is a habit that you create to literally flex that dream muscle. It's it's literally something that takes practice that you have to do like a lot of people say I don't remember my dreams but if you start writing down your dreams you will begin to remember them that's establishing that bridge between your your waking memory and that dream memory and it's going to allow that process to continue to evolve the more you do it even if it's like one word at a time but eventually it continues to be able to grow and again going back to what Sabrina was saying it reflects like the idea of intention if you're showing up to write down your dreams you're telling the universe that like I am ready for for what it is that you're delivering to me so have that dream journal ready and then again reality checks is something that we can get more into a little bit later but the meditation is super key uh, especially just to have that mindfulness when falling asleep that calmness when falling asleep and the ability to keep your focus on one place at one time which is very handy when you get into the state of lucidity a lot of people once they become lucid in a dream once they realize they're they're awake within a dream they're conscious within a dream some people will, will just be like oh my god this is amazing and then they wake up so being able to meditate in this state allows you to bring that mindfulness and that calmness and that awareness into the dream state so that when you become lucid you can actually sort of maintain that like zen quality it's just like okay like breathe stay calm like what do I want to do instead of just being like oh this is so exciting and then you literally get so excited that you wake yourself up sort of thing or, or you just fall back into like a dream dreaming unconsciousness sort of thing um, but again like I, I think there's probably more to that 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 other people here could probably expand on as well so um We'll, we'll keep passing around uh, in terms of practical tips. Who would like to, to go next? Um, Ryan, go ahead. There we go. Uh, I just wanted to uh, expand on intention before I tune up because it's 4 a.m. now, so <laughs> you have to go and say. But um, basically, I just wanted to clarify. To bring more clarity to the word intention and really what it means to set an intention. Because when I was like 15 and I was trying to, to set intentions to do things, I was setting intentions to do things that I didn't know how to do. And that technically doesn't make any sense. Because to set an intention, you need to know how to do the thing already. Right? That's the structure. The intention really, you know, emotion needs like a funnel, a, a way to be guided towards a certain outcome. So if you're setting the intention to become lucid within a dream or to become aware that you're going into that hypnagogic state, 
you know, just passing into a dream or even setting the intention just to lie there in your bed in the morning so that you can just recall everything that you've just been through. And that will also help you just randomly get spontaneous images and flashes of things that you were doing within your dream time. You need to first, before you can go to bed, get clear on how to do it. You know? Get clear on how to become lucid. So that when you set the intention to become lucid later on, you automatically know how to do it. It's like your subconscious mind picks up where you left off whenever you last um, tried to lucid dream. Same with the actual prediction or other things. If you set the intention to do something, you're basically telling your subconscious mind, hey, you already know how to do it. I'm telling you to do it later on so that I can become aware within my dream that I'm dreaming. You know, it's the same for, I guess, reality checks. Right? When you rub your hands together, everyone knows how to rub their hands and say, am I dreaming? That's the structure there. Okay, So the intention is to know how to do that within your dream state. And everyone knows how to rub their hands and to check if, they're, you know, if, if this is real. And I'm going to leave you guys with this before I let go. Um, when you wake up, I don't know if you guys can really talk about this. I'll tune in uh, tomorrow to see where this goes because I'm intrigued by this combo. Uh, nothing is fake. A lot of people say that this side of the dimension is real. And going back to what you were saying earlier, Brendan, about people thinking that you know they just dreamt and it was just a dream and it's nothing, it's just a dream, it doesn't mean anything. That's so foolish. <laughs> because every side of reality is real. It's only the belief that the reality that you exist in is the only reality that exists which keep you there. And that's why a lot of people are stuck in the matrix or stuck in 3D. You know? So, yeah, I'm Ryan, Ryan Cropper. Uh, uh, I'll check in on you guys tomorrow. Some, like I said, intrigued by the conversation goes, so I want to hear your dreams because, yeah, a lot of you guys have had some cool adventures. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet, Ryan. Well, um, Definitely. Thanks again for joining in. And uh, some of the things that we're going to get to after you leave um, is, is a common recurring topic is the idea of a shared dream space. And, and that's something that we keep doing within this broadcast. We have the idea of meeting up at the dream tree. It's a location within the dream and we're meditating on it repetitively and we're putting our intention into it and we're encouraging people to fall asleep with the intention of meeting up at the dream tree. So uh, Ryan, if, if, if it's something, you know, just plant that seed now, but we can always get back to it later, but I look forward to being able to run into each other at the dream tree. So, looking forward to it, man. But yeah, th thanks again, brother. It's always a always a pleasure having you join in. Thank you for adding your voice to the conversation. So, until next time. Nice meeting you, right? Nice to meet you guys. Okay. Night, Ryan. Peace out, man. Cheers. Awesome. So um, yeah, we we can keep bouncing around, guys, um, with the the ideas of, of practical tips. Uh, let's uh, let's do that a little bit more, and then we'll just see where the conversation goes, and then we'll aim to wrap up this broadcast possibly as early as 1 a.m., which is actually an unusual thing for us to do because normally these broadcasts go for like four hours long because we're just crazy like that. But we'll see. Um, but if we can do that, we'll we'll aim to have a closing meditation. 
bringing our attention to the focus of the dream tree and, and uh, doing that as a guided practice meditation, focusing on our imagination and the senses, and then using that as guidance to be able to meet there within the astral planes. And we'll talk more about that as we keep going. Um, but yeah, we'll do that closer to the end. And uh, yeah, let's keep bouncing around with some more practical tips uh, as well. And then, like I said, I want to get more into the idea of like, what are some of the things that we can do within dreams? You know, and this can be from like personal experiences, and, and I'm sure you guys will be able to add in some cool ideas uh, as well, whether they're lucid or non-lucid. But yeah, let's go back again to just uh, the topic of practical tips. And um, I will just say uh, we're about to we're about to go through the 1111 Stargate uh, on on my end. And and one of the things I keep mentioning within previous broadcasts is that like you know use 1111 symbolically as it were to sort of set an intention as you walk through that gate, as you walk through the pillars of the 1111 idea. And so, I mean, wherever you are, anyone, wherever you are, um, we'll just do that real quick. And I just encourage everyone here to just like literally just take a moment here to, to drop in to a micro meditation that we'll do as we uh, move in through the dream space, um, through the 1111 Stargate. So um, before we continue the conversation, let's just do that. And... Um, I can see Maria. I know you just joined in. I know you can probably hear us. I, I can't mute your microphone, but if you can mute your microphone on your end. But welcome to the Hangout. <laughs> so, perfect. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, so, yeah. Okay, guys. Let's just do a quick drop-in meditation, and uh, let's just bring the intention towards lucidity, what that means to you. So I just encourage you guys to just drop in, relax, Gently just release any tension in your shoulders. Straighten up the spine. And as we move through the stargate, through the gate of 1111, let us carry with us the visions and the intention and the inspiration of lucidity within this dream and the other dreams, within all dreams. So gently connect with the breath. Gentle inhales. Gentle exhales. Again, gentle inhales. Gentle exhales. Just allow your breath to guide you. And as you do this, just bring the thought of lucidity into your forefront of the consciousness, even repeating a mantra for yourself within your own mind, even the idea of saying, I am lucid, align with the reality in which you already are lucid, knowing that we can always continue to become more lucid. So just say that to yourself within your own mind as you continue to breathe within your own heart to carry that intention with you, to tell that to the universe, to let that signal be heard, knowing that it is in itself creating the future of your reality. So continue to breathe, repeating the mantra to yourself, I am lucid. Just a couple more breaths, just continue.
Good. And then just take your hand and just put it on your heart if you want. Just take a moment here to connect with yourself with gratitude. So as much as we're projecting the idea of being lucid, also just connecting with ourself, with our journey, and just wrapping that intention in love, just encoding it with a helix of love, self-gratitude. Good. And so having sent that signal out, allow it to reverberate, reverberate continuously through this conversation, through your words, through your thoughts, through your actions. Let that signal be present in the underlying ultra-conscious of your minds. You are lucid. You are lucidity. You are the dream awakening to itself. Just take another breath here and gently we'll bring our awareness back to our physical body. And slowly when you're ready, you can open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Good, good guys. So again, even even just that, you know, something within the Paradigm Shift Central project, and, and again, you know, for people who may be tuning into this for the first time, welcome and thank you for being a part of this. And and of course, the main website, paradigmshiftcentral.com, you'll find some of the global meditations we do. And, and I'm fascinated by the idea of even just now within this moment, just the idea of like as many of us there are here listening to this and tuning in in the future, what happens when like all of us think like one thought at one time you know, it's a very interesting idea, and it's something that is heard by the universe, and, and, and I think it aligns each of us um, with, like, a more, like, when, when multiple people think the same thing at the same time, even through space and time, it allows us to more, like, to align with that thought process, to align with the, with the vibration of that thought with more ease, if, if, if that's the right word, you know? It's just, like, if a bunch of other people are thinking this thought, it allows you to like get into that thought like that thought like that signal has like more strength to it it's like more of like a magnetic field that sort of like allows us to to keep our focus in tune with it so knowing that there are multiple people thinking that idea of awakening into lucidity um, allows us individually to continue to stay in alignment with that thought process at least as an idea so again, guys, thank you so much for, for being a part of this, and uh, let's keep bouncing around some more. Uh, again, you're just using that meditation to allow us to sort of tap into that idea of knowing that this in itself, we are consciousness waking ourselves up through this broadcast, and this is just practice. And what we're saying here is, is what is needed, whatever comes out. So tune into that. What will come out of you? And even if you don't exactly know what you might say, I encourage you to sort of fearlessly step into the opportunity to allow what needs to come out to come out. So let's uh, keep bouncing around again. We'll, we'll, we'll aim to do this. Let's do a few more practical tips, and then we'll get into the topic of what are some of the things that we can do within dreams, lucid or otherwise, and then we'll get close to wrapping up this broadcast. So um, I'll let someone else jump in uh, in terms of any other practical tips 
that we want to reiterate for, for people who are tuning into this broadcast. And again, keeping in mind that maybe there are going to be people who are like brand new to the topic of lucid dreaming and dream exploration and working towards achieving lucidity. So whoever wants to jump in on that next, please feel free to do so. And um, we'll see. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we've talked about dream herbs in other classes. Um, if anybody had anything to do mention on that, I picked up some mugwort recently, and I noticed that that had some effects on my dream. But uh, again, um, if anybody else just wants to jump in on practical tips, um, I know Jennifer, if, if it's something that you might want to jump into at some point, feel free. Um, um, well, my tips are never practical. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you do you want to do you want to share them anyways, and we'll try to practicalize them somehow. Okay. Uh, sure, go uh, for it. Before diving into a really deep dream work or astral projection, I always advise to first um, work with the shadow, work with your fears, center in your heart, um, because you're about to step into a real unknown. Like it might seem like fun in the beginning, but um, at some point you find yourself knee-deep knee in an existential crisis, <laughs> um, just like any other journey, like some people who take ayahuasca uh, or about to, um, you know, for a meditation practice, um, anything. A, a dream interpretation practice is also very important because that's the first, uh, you know, uh, guide into your portal into your fears, shadows, um, and all that stuff, subconscious, unconscious things you're not aware of, which is a lot. So um, that would be my advice. I don't know how to put that into practical terms because I never followed techniques uh, because, like I said, I grew up in a family that just spoke about these things, um, and it was kind of natural growing up like this. So when I never have steps... I, don't, I wouldn't know how to create steps, but that would be an, a very important, I think, advice that I would give. Definitely. I, I think that is good advice. And again, yeah, don't let the term practical stop you from, from sharing anything that you feel is important for, for people to hear, um, practical or, or otherwise. Um, yeah. So um, if anybody else has maybe, because I mean, I think what you said there, yeah, like being able to like prepare yourself for the work ahead, doing the shadow work is, is an important thing. And, and, and even what you said there sort of got me into this idea of, you know, like what happens, you know, some people when they approach working with teachers, like spirit teachers such as, you know, like magic mushrooms or ayahuasca, a lot of people will take like a, a, an incredible amount of intention with them into the ceremony and they'll prepare for it ahead of time. What would happen if more people started treating their dreams like that each each time? Which to me I, is something I'm aligning with the idea that like every night when we go to sleep, it's a psychedelic experience. What happens when we start looking at our dreams as that, as that like psychedelic experience, and and when we carry that intention in with us? Um, yeah, serious business. <laughs> serious business. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I I also wanted to say that um I I have to go right now. Uh, but uh, I would love to stay until the end. Unfortunately, I cannot. Um, so I just want to say goodbye. And awesome. I'll, wa I'll watch the rest of it on replay. <laughs> cool. Well, thank thanks again, Jennifer. And um, just for people listening with the audio for convenience, um, can you just tell them where they would be able to connect with you if you'd like to share anything related to what, you, what it is that you're working on as well? 
Yeah, um, Dream Pioneers all across social media, um, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook. Uh, currently working on a movie that is about to be shot in August about dreams. Actually, the script is uh, about some things that happen in dreams and spirit guides, so it would be interesting. Yeah, tune in in the future. Few, it should be a few months from now still, but <laughs> it's in the works. Uh, I'll share it with everybody when it's out. But uh, it was really nice hearing everybody, and it was also nice to see Ryan, who already left. Um, I've seen his YouTube channel before, so it was nice to share the space. And thank you, as always, Brendan and uh, Kat and everybody here. Awesome. Well, thanks. Bye, thanks Bye Jen. Uh, <laughs> Take care, Jen. Until next Take time. Care. Uh, you got the dream tree. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, guys, let's let's keep uh, bouncing around uh, just with uh, any other practical tips that, that people want to share. Um, unless, Kat, did you want to, were there any practical tips you want to share? Or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Okay. Kat will uh, let you. Yeah, and, uh, Yep, go ahead. You're good. Um, yeah, just to kind of go off of what Jennifer just mentioned, um, I think it's move, move a little, move a little closer. closer? Yep, yeah, on. sure. Um, just to kind of add on to what Jennifer just said, I think it's really key to um, have a practice prior towards going to bed. Um, so I wouldn't recommend probably doing like a vigorous exercise before bed, but at least having something that calms you down and regrounds you. Um, that's really, really important because, like, if you don't do any sort of grounding techniques, you are open to a lot of different vulnerabilities throughout the dream space. But that, as well, could also bring about probably a beneficial experience if you're well equipped for it. Um, so I would say, yeah, just like stretching, uh, meditation, breathing, stuff that's probably already been mentioned here. Um, and then when you wake up, do uh, some kind of like releasing exercise. Um, once you've recorded your dreams, whether that's through written work or a vocal recording. Um, and then, did you guys touch on Dream Herbs? Like, no, we didn't fully touch on Dream Herbs yeah, yet. Is there anything you want to mention on that? You mentioned Mugwort for a bit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, I took some notes. Um, I can't really remember too much about, I don't think this is a herb, I think this is actually like a Hill, but we heard about this at Lucidity Galanthamine. Galanthamine. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's pretty intense um, for lucid dreaming. Like I heard, it brings on lucid dreaming through non-REM sleep cycles. Um, but yeah, anything that's like an amino acid. So 5-HTP uh, is really good. Choline is really good. You can either take like a supplement of choline, or you can get it within onions, bananas, uh, soybeans, potatoes, plantains. There's probably so many more that I don't even know. Of, but that's the ones that came up for me. Um, mugwort's really good. We uh, we just got some tea that was mugwort had mugwort in it. Um, even like Ayurvedic herbs as well. There's one called Celestras, which really has a cool name, um, and that's for increasing the intellect, mental sharpness, but also memory. So obviously that's going to tie into like recollection when you wake up. Um, it's also nootropic, so generally it's going to increase mental uh, acuity. And um, 
I can't remember the other ones. Uh, there's another one from Mexico called Kalea, and it's an, it's oh, a herb. Kaleata. Kalea. Dietichi something. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it previously. Yeah, okay. I, I know it's named. <laughs> it's name, a diet, No, no, it's not that, but oh, it's okay. something. It's like Zacatichi. Yeah, yeah, something with the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Zacatichi. Valerian root, probably. Even having, like, lavender under your... Like pillowcases, this like well, I don't I don't know too much about it increasing like dream recall, but I believe that it helps you relax further. Um, probably missing quite a few. I don't know if you have any recommendations. Um, yeah, I'm not fully like I don't have the memory of like all the dream herbs off the top of my head, let alone haven't experienced them personally too much. But I'm always interested in the idea. All right, um, cows or anything else or. Um, Mm. Avoid caffeine. <laughs> avoid stimulants. Avoid caffeine. Yeah, yeah, true. Avoid stimulants before going to bed. Um, that's like almost like so obvious that we forget to mention it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just pay attention. Like, don't drink anything. Don't have anything crazy before going to bed. Mm. That's like kind of definitely something to to keep in mind. Um, even uh. You know, like, there, there's a lot of tips, and again, we've mentioned these in previous broadcasts, and I encourage people to go back, but again, you know, like, there's the idea of, like, waking up in the middle of the night, and then sort of, like, doing a light stretch and stuff, but then within the middle of the night, make sure that you don't check your phone, make sure that you don't expose your yeah. eyes to any, like, unnatural light sources or natural light sources, because, like, that it, like does something to the chemicals in your brain which will affect uh, your dream process going can, back into it. You can get like a specific blue light filter for your phone or your laptop which helps mm. take away the the um, the colors that would naturally keep you up. Oh. Um, yeah, so just getting uh, uh, like a filter for your phone or uh, your laptop, that way you're not, uh, not that way your vision's not affected by um, the light that you're looking at before you go to sleep. But yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously taking time to take like half an hour before going to bed and not having your face planted in a screen. It's probably yeah. the best bet. <laughs> yeah, and again, just reminding you guys to like when you wake up in the morning, don't get up out of bed too fast. Like literally like the first thing that you should do is to record your dreams. Like don't like be like, wow, that was an awesome dream. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and then record it because it doesn't work that it way. Goes. Like, it's so <laughs> fragile. And, and again, you know, like, to me, that's, like, very reminiscent of, like, the psychedelic experience. And it's because it's sort of, like, this very fragile bridge between our waking state and our dream memory, our sort of higher dimensional experiences. And, and so, like, what literally the first thing you want to do when you wake up is, like, gently roll over and record your dreams and just sit there with a minute and, and wait for them to sort of, like, you know, wait for you to be able to bring it back, um, even if you don't immediately uh, recall it in that moment. But, you know, you have to be really fragile with the... the you have to be really, like, delicate with the dreams and, and the dream process um, because otherwise they slip through you. Uh, but again, that's like part of the process. That's part of the process of like being able to be a better uh, student within within a dream. It's just understanding that this is like something that happens. Because I think a lot of people will uh, go through the process of like really being interested in dreams, and then they won't be able to record their dreams simply because they're like forgetting that simple step of slowly waking up in the morning. You know, like they 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 just get up out of bed too fast, and even though they might have had a crazy dream, they just don't remember the dream. And so again, you know, state the obvious. Everybody dreams. It's just a matter of whether or not you remember it. 
uh, as well. So, I mean, some of those simple tips are, are definitely ways to be able to help remember your dreams. So, um, with that said, guys, uh, if anybody else wants to jump in on, on any other any other tips and tricks related to dream exploration that people can use to integrate into their practice, um, Devin, go ahead and thanks, Scott. Hey, hey. So, actually, um, there's, uh, you can get stones, like crystals and whatnot, are actually really helpful because um, a lot of, like, clear quartz, and there's even, um, there's one called Himalayan clear quartz that's apparently, like, really fine-tuned to the same frequency as the astral world. And so you can, like, I have clear quartz with me right now, you can literally program these stones to kind of help guide your intention and kind of hold an intention for you, and you just literally, like, fall asleep with it in your hand or on, like, just under the pillow or something like that, and it'll it'll help you keep you in the uh, in the in the astral realm or with or lucidity. Um, amethyst is another really good one. Amethyst opens up the third eye, and just to be able to see see through illusion kind of gives you that uh, gives you that head start on just lucidity. So I invest in a, a stone because they're relatively cheap and they're super helpful. Definitely, and um, again, you know, one of the one of the tips that somebody was actually mentioning in a previous dream class um, was the idea of like falling asleep while holding onto a crystal, and then using that as like a, a, an opportunity where in your dream, if you consciously fall asleep holding into holding onto a crystal, and then you're dreaming, and then suddenly you're not holding onto your crystal, that can actually be like a trigger for for you to wake up within your dream. You're just like, where'd my crystal go? And then you're just like, oh, it's because I'm dreaming, right? So. That could be um, a, a, little, a little tip, and, and that's kind of like the same the same reason when I'm like holding like the crystal that I have for my dog Shelby and stuff like that. I kind of like keep it in my palm, and then I'm working on the process of being able to use that again as a trigger to be able to um, have that like awareness within my dream based on that subtle difference uh, as well. So yeah, um, Sabrina, you have your microphone open. Go ahead if you want to. You could also put it underneath your pillow, and it makes your dreams magnified. And it also helps, you know, putting the intention, especially I have tons of crystal quartz all along my house, and they're usually along the windowsills so they can absorb the, the energy from the sun because they work the best when they are charged. Um, and they just naturally do it themselves, and they kind of have their own multidimensional mirrors throughout my house. And... You know, when you enter my house, you feel a total different feeling. Um, I like to think that everyone feels great when they come to my house. You know, they feel a little bit changed in a way. Um, but that that in itself, putting it under your pillow or even... I did try this one way of... Uh, you grab crystals that line up in the Kundalini chakras right under you put it under your mattress and you put you know line it up with your body and you line it up um, underneath the mattress there and set the intention you know you want to heal whatever blockages you have in your chakra system you know during the night and you know your fairies your guides your angels you know they will give you that extra kind of boost like it's its own kind of little ritual but it will help your dream time in healing certain aspects that you might not know need healing. Definitely, definitely. Um, again, you know, it's important to look at crystals as our allies. You know, they're, they're like partners. They're, it, it, depending on how you want to think about it, you can actually, like, think of them as being conscious in, in, in a lot of ways. So it's like, 
I, honestly, like collecting crystals for me is like collecting Pokemon. I swear, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like oh, they're so cute, and like each one's got their own characteristics and like does different things. And and if you open up to that, then you know you can sort of begin to realize it. Oh, that's cute. Um, and and again, you know, um, one thing I'll just say real quick um, is uh, I've like tried falling asleep with a selenite crystal, like literally placed on my third eye as I fall asleep uh, as a thing, and and. And just having a crystal on my third eye, like I can, I can feel it. You can feel it. Like, and, and sometimes it'll just feel like sort of like a tingling sensation or a vibration or a magnetic sensation. But, um, you know, with discernment, I encourage people to try working with crystals. And like Sabrina was saying, you know, even just putting them onto under your pillow. And it's one of those things where, like, you put it under your pillow and you see if there's a difference. And if there's no difference, maybe. It like you know like that's your experience, but maybe like try changing the crystal or, I mean you you can get pretty creative with it. But I think with the crystals, it's one of those things where like, um, it it's it's like you kind of have to let go of of the doubt in order for them to work. So it's kind of like you have to you have to believe that they will work in order for them to work. If you're just like ah this is stupid it won't work it probably Intention won't work. Is key. Intention is key. Yeah, crystals have feelings too. So mm-hmm. yeah, um. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan um, you you want to jump in there? Go, go ahead, Ryan. If yeah. Do you, do you any of you do you find it insulting if you carry a certain crystal, let's say citrine for example, and you gift it to someone, and or even if you're just it's your own crystal, and they they like let's say they refuse the gift, or if it's your own crystal, they won't even touch it. Do you find that insulting? Um, I mean, everybody's sort of got like their their own uh, again way of, of interacting with crystals. Um, I wouldn't get I wouldn't get too insulted with it. I, I mean, if anything, it might be an opportunity to like. I mean, some some people are literally just like that, where they're just like you know they're like, dude, don't touch my crystals, man. Like, I don't want your juju all over my crystals. And, and so, in the same way, some people will be like respectful of just like be like, it's okay, you know, like I, I like you know. The, some people are some people are just like even extra sensitive to, to energies. So uh, if that crystal hasn't been cleansed, then you, like you giving a crystal to someone else to them might be this idea of you giving them your energy. And if they're already susceptible to energies, and they might be like, you know, I mean, you could always say it be like be like, well, I could cleanse this and then give it to you. Like, would that make a difference or, or something? Um, but it, it, like it's it's something where everyone sort of got their own discernment. It could be an opportunity to sort of like dispel uh, any like underlying fears that people have. But at the same time, like some people are just generally more sensitive to crystals, and they know what works for them and what doesn't. Um, so I mean, if anything, I would just say like you know re- respect their feelings and, and don't push anything. Um, totally, totally yeah. do. But, like, would you think crystals truly record someone's personality and it can be contagious even if you give them a crystal and they carry it to Japan? Theoretically, the idea is there. Um, again, you know, that that's, like, to me, that's kind of how I did, like, I mean, my dog's, the crystal that I had with my dog, like, basically the idea was is that, like, I gave it to my dog, he kept it near him with the idea that over time it was, like, encoding itself with his essence, so to speak. Uh, but again, this this idea isn't just with crystals. This idea is like with other things in this reality, and, and you can get into the idea of psychometry, which we haven't even talked about in dream class because it's not always directly relevant, but psychometry is sort of like this parapsychology term um, that would go into, um, as an example, say like a, 
if there was like a crime that was being investigated, what they would do is they would like hire a psychic and then they would bring in the item of a person who might be missing, say like, you know, if it was like a child, they would bring in their doll and then that, that psychic would like touch the doll and that would allow them to connect with the energy of the missing person. And, and so it's like this idea that like it's not just crystals, but literally things that we interact with seem to carry residual aspects of our energy. And again, you know, some people don't believe this. It doesn't even play into their reality, but to some people it does play into their reality. Um, and, and, and to be honest, I think it's more along the lines of it already being true on the underlying surface. Um, even if you don't fully acknowledge it as true. And then, again, some people are just, like, more sensitive to that uh, being a reality and have the ability to sort of, like, tune into that energies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, like, super-duper sensitive to, to, like, crystal energy, but I know other people who are. So, I mean, I, I, I respect other people to uh, when it comes to, like, their relationship with their, their energies. Um, I mean, it's an interesting idea. Uh, Ryan, was uh, was there anything more you want to, like, maybe ask on that? Or if that... Because, I mean, I, th I think it's an interesting point, so... It's just, uh, I know a lot of deadhead and deadheads and hippies, and uh, some of them truly, it seems to believe that it's like, if someone's dirty or if someone's pure, if you touch their crystal, it's going to literally wipe off that onto the crystal it seems that's the way they look at it and it's happened to me before and of course respect that should be a given it's like uh, I just find it kind of disrespectful when people it's like they don't even want to be around your energy like I, I think energy is raw I don't I, of course we all influence each other but I don't think if you just touch someone if they're sitting in a meditation of course, the way you touch them, if it's going to be with grace or if it's going to be aggressive, you're going to get an energy from it. But if you simply touch them with an intent, of course there's going to be an intent behind it. An intent is something to go behind. But I just find it weird that there can be this weird third-eye misunderstanding skew of energy within crystals when I think they're just a mirror. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you bring up a good point there, and, and I mean, to me, like, yeah, like, it, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, there's a whole other conversation here, but it kind of gets into this idea of, like, spiritual materialism and, and sort of, like, this underlying ego within, like, spiritual community, but at the same time, like, I mean, you know, like, I think, I don't think there's a single answer to it, um, I, if anybody else has anything that they want to say on that, I think Sabrina had her mic open at one point, but if anybody else, or yeah. Deb did Deb, did you go ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I actually found about recently too, it's it has to do with um, dualities. And so when you say someone has like an, an intention of uh, aggressiveness or, or hostility, that energy also harbors the very the very opposite within itself. So because the the whole universe is, is constantly trying to put itself into balance. And so one one there's one energy so like as something as um, hostility in one place, there is the same opposite amount of energy of gracefulness somewhere else. And you can literally be aware of that, just being aware of that duality, transmute, transmute energy itself into its, into its, uh, into its um, counter opposite. And this is exactly the science that some stones themselves 
use to cleanse other stones. Or if you use Reiki to cleanse a stone, you can take the energy within the stone into yourself, have the love within your heart that cleanses the stone, and ground whatever excess energy there is into the earth. And the earth, the earth literally takes that energy and returns it as consciousness or, or awareness or solar energy or just or just light energy, because on the whole spectrum of emotions, the humans were the ones that kind of placed it into categories. We were the ones that kind of said, okay, anger is bad, um, let's put that over here. Um, gracefulness is good, let's put that over here. But if we take away those labels, it's all just the same. Like you said, it's raw energy. There's no, we were the ones that kind of put the label on it, and we were the ones that are, we have the uh, perception of the different kind of sensitivities to it. Like our our sensitivity to anger is in a certain way, but for maybe another sentient being or something like this, that energy of anger might be something pleasurable, or you know what I mean. It's it's something different for them. And so when you're, it's I think there's just a little a bit of a education block when there's people kind of you know, being insulted by, you know, like, hey, don't give me that bad energy. It's, there's just a little bit of an education block, I feel, but it's, it all lies in, there, it is raw energy, and you can, being aware that you can transmute with your intention, you can, you can as being the uh, consciousness that you are, try and guide it into something else, right? So, yeah. But isn't it insulting if you're just sitting by someone if they just don't want to sit by you because they just get a weird vibe from you and they don't like your energy? Can I can I jump in on this a little bit here? Yeah, Jack, go ahead. All right, so. And uh, Jack, maybe just check your microphone. It's a little bit low. And uh, dude, yeah. welcome to the hangout. So. Thanks, man. I'm gonna boost it. Okay, you're good. Thanks, man. So, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Good, so, how are you? Good, man. Good. Doing great this evening. Good, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my perception on this whole crystal thing is, and I try to, I'm, I'm a Capricorn, so I try to keep things very grounded when I talk about them. So, for me, I would just say that it's, it's almost like a possession, okay? It's like a car. You know, you don't want somebody jumping in your car and driving it away. You don't want people, um, you know, it's it's not really like you possess it like it's a physical thing because it's a crystal and you can't possess it. We're only going to live here for a certain amount of time, you know, and basically it's going to go back into the earth. But it's all about respect. Like if you love something, if you love a crystal a lot, if you love your girlfriend a lot, you don't want somebody jumping in and like taking control of that. You don't want somebody jumping in your car taking control of that. So for when people are sensitive about their crystals it's it's really like they have a very deep connection from my perspective when I've gotten you know kind of a little bit weird with people with crystals and stuff but as far as people with uh, energy as far as sitting next to you and stuff um, I would say personally that you know if they don't resonate with their energy that's okay because not everyone resonates with everyone you know so I wouldn't take it so much personally. Just say, okay, there's different polarities of people. Maybe that's a type of person that I don't resonate. Don't have any judgment against them. Just say, okay, you don't want to be in my energy. That's totally cool, you know. Okay, that that yeah. It's just I've seen people like uh, school or work or wherever, and they just like 
it's like they have to be around each other. Yeah, and that's okay too, you know, I mean, everybody's allowed to choose the preference of people they wish to be in contact with, and, you know, it's like the law of attraction, really, when it gets deeper down into it, so, like attracts like, you know, and that's totally cool, and, you know, we all have an ability to change our vibration too, so sometimes people might seem like it's, they might say it's inauthentic, but when I'm around certain people, I vibe a certain way, but when I'm around other type of people, I vibe another way. So it's not like I'm being inauthentic. I'm just vibing with the energies of people I'm around. You know, like if I'm around, let's say, not to be judgmental or anything, but like redneck people, I'm going to be a little more low vibration, a little more southern, a little more grounded, a little more in my heart space. But if I'm around people in the city, I'm going to be a little more intellectual. You know, I'm going to be a little more wordy. a little Because if you're being very wordy and intellectual around people that are redneck, they're not, they're going to think you're trying to be better than them and stuff, you know, and they're going to, sometimes they take it personally, so it's, uh, you know, it's just, just attract, you attract what you are, so just be yourself, and whoever is attracted to you, let it be, and if they're not, hey, let them go, you know? Yeah, and again, um, thanks, Jack, and, and just, like, tying this back in with, like, the whole dream thing, you know, it gets into this idea that, like, everyone's a mirror, for everyone. So, I mean, it's interesting how, like, a, a situation like that could easily give us an opportunity to, again, ask the question, what is there to learn in this? Which I, I think is what we're doing, Ryan. And, and you know, I, I always sort of bring it back to this idea of, like, try not to meet frustration with frustration. And, and it's, like, not like you want to be, like, incredibly, like, just, like, super passive or anything. But if you notice something that's sort of, like, tests you or bothers you, um, use it as an opportunity to say, like, why does that bother me? You know, like, and, and even, you know, Ryan, in, in your situation, like, it's just like, if, if, if I was experiencing something like this, if this was something that was echoed uh, through my own experience, I would, like, check in with myself and be like, be like, you know, like, is this about, like, me, like, feel, like, it, it, it brings it back into um, a, a reflection of, like, self-love. Uh, really, I feel, and, and and sometimes that can sort of like an experience like that where someone's just like, be like, you know, like like I don't really want to be around you, and 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 sometimes that can be very hard for us to hear because it's because it's just like be like be like oh like you know like but like I like me why don't they like me or something like that, and and it's very easy for us to take it personally, and suddenly we can turn that into like. Uh, we we can transform that and and sort of project it as as just be like be like well if they don't want to be me be like me then like I don't want to like them and then it sort of becomes this like subconscious like a, a twist and an attack but ultimately like I feel like what would be a, a good lesson in that is to just like radically just like be cool with who you are. Um, at the same time, always being willing to like change and shift and, and to evolve yourself in new ways. Um, but at the same time, it's like don't meet frustration with frustration and, and, and acknowledge like any frustration that you feel in yourself and then just sort of allow that to process because maybe it's like reflecting like this deeper, uh, something deeper in, in yourself. And, and like Ryan, you're, you're a cool dude, man. So I mean like if people don't want to be around you, like I, I don't think that's something that like should be taken like too personally. But at the same time, you know, like, allow it to be a mirror for, for you to continue to, like, be who you are called to be. And, and, and if that means, like, aligning with certain groups of people and not aligning with others, then that's totally cool, man, because that's, that's, that's just part of the path um, in some way or another, at least. I, I appreciate your words. Um, it may have came off a little bit different. Uh, it's not really happening to me. 
it's more of the opposite. Like I feel like they infect people with my own energy. But with crystals, I just that's the other thing. That's kind of how we got into this is crystals. It's like I still wonder if crystals really are that powerful that if I touch one and someone touches it, they're gonna. If I'm anxious and I touch a crystal and they touch it, they're gonna get anxious. I just find that. Uh, yeah. It's it's all about belief and the superstition they're putting into it. You know, they're putting they're if they're feeding that, then it's gonna grow. You know, it's all about what they're like the worst thing you can do is put fear out there because you know, the entities that are just waiting to suck off that energy, they're gonna magnify that for those people. That's why what Brennan is doing is, you know, creating this space where we can, you know, kind of purge these energies and transform them into, you know, a more loving belief system. Not so much a belief system, but more of a, a positive outlook on what crystals are and what they are capable of doing. But you're absolutely right. You know, there's too much superstition in in society still for you know, to really explain to people um, the detail of some of these things, I guess. Um, I one of the challenges for me, if I could just say something ahead. quickly. Yeah, I was going to say to you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, in my workplace, um, a lot of the people around me are very negative and just would have no understanding of being awakened or any of what we're discussing tonight. So, you know, I'd have a day off where I would read up on this type of thing or just spend time in nature and be at peace and then I would go to work and it's just like, you know, hitting the wall of, of people that just don't get who I am, you know, what, I've be what I'm becoming. So, but I think we can use those interactions with that type of personality as just a daily practice to, you know, how can we maybe encourage them or how can we maybe turn them around or give them a cup of coffee or whatever it may be and also to just kind of fine-tune how we are and how we interact with people. I just use it as a practice and it's just like my stage to, okay, here's what I've learned and here's how I'm going to apply it and, you know, try to listen to their side of things as well. Yeah, that's... How do you know if it's real or not? When, Ryan, what do you mean by it? And that's a great point, David, and I want to expand on that. Um, yeah, when you say it, what, what were you just asking there? Vibes. Vibes of people? I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. Uh, energy, everything. How do you know if whatever you're experiencing is truly real or not? Well, can I jump in on this one? Sure. Let's um. Yeah. Let's 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 bounce around with this, and then let's say in like less than ten minutes, we're gonna get into the next part about things that we can do within dreams. But I, I mean, this is an important topic because, um, and and again, I wanted to respond to David's, but it was this idea of like again, you know, like seeing things as mirrors, and in the same way, something might come up in a dream that will test you, you know, and and, and a part of you like may like get like really angry at something in a dream. But like that, that same scenario could happen in real life, and, and that same thing where it's just like if that is showing you something in a dream, pay attention to what is happening to you in real life, and, and are there things that are like pushing your buttons? Because those are things that are pushing your 
button for a reason to allow you to be like aware of these sort of subconscious tendencies to be able to process and, and move beyond them. Um, but again, these are just words and stuff like that. Uh, experience is what it's all about. Indigo, go ahead though. So what I have to say to that is is all about discernment. You know, you really have to develop your own inner ability of discernment. And it, it's not just about people, it's about spirits. It's about everything in life. And that comes through experience. And experience is one of the most difficult teachers that there is because you don't learn, you don't like test for it, you know, get all the studying done and then, oh, now I have the test. No, you get the test first and then you have to learn what you did. So experience is difficult, but it's one of the best teachers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, um, I just sorry. Definitely. I just wanted to answer your question on when you're asking like, how do I know if it's all real or not? And I don't know if you were here when I when I first introduced myself, but a year ago, I was at the doctor and they sat me down and I explained to them what was going on to me, and they told me I have what's called psychosis. And some of the experiences I was having was, I felt people touching me. There was people whispering things to me in my ear. I was seeing things and smelling things and tasting things that weren't really there, according to, I want to say that it's not who they are, but it's the person, it's, it's the window of the ego. The ego's what stops you. The ego's what takes something and puts it into a, a container and says, this is that and is no longer anything else. When I say that is a tree, that's, that's confining what, that's, that's taking a word and confining the, the whole, the beauty of the whole universe and the amazement of it. But as I was going, Six months after I go to the doctor, then I'm on medications and I'm still in this in this state of fear. I'm like, I'm not normal. I'm still hearing these things, experiencing things that are not really there. I go to I go to Peru and I and I drink ayahuasca, and the shamans there they they corrected me and they showed me through intuitive faculties and with the help of a spirit that what I was experiencing was not just what my mind understood, but what the universe is like. Because what my mind understood at the time when I first was diagnosed was I, I didn't know of um, entities, of spirits, of all these other things. All I knew was um, the, most, uh, the most that I could explain it with, the most that my mind could catch up with was that um, it's, uh, it's ghost, it's, it's, it's a demon or something like that. You know, I didn't have the full awareness of what it all is. And so the shamans, and even today, I'm still, the ayahuascan spirit is still guiding me and it's, it's why I'm able to, to kind of be here today as I am right now. And it's kind of been like a miraculous, they would say it was a miraculous healing, but there wasn't anything wrong with me in the first place. Because the, the thought literally has that much power. And that's what's driving the matrix right now, is that that thought literally created the reality. It's like, this man is X. This woman is Y. Like, they are like... and your own thought pattern will believe that, but you are not your mind. And so what I want you to do is to, like, to, is, is to try and open, try and open to the, like, try not saying that you're closed or anything, but when you're, when you're faced with, oh, with a question like that, like, what, like, what is this? Like, is this real? When you, once you ask that question, the, the universe is trying to answer you, but it's being willing to, it's being uh, the willingness to believe further than what you know. Because it's it's once you think you know something, you have it placed on that on that shelf. You have it placed, and you have the label on it. You kind of almost don't want to touch it because the human 
the human wants to know everything so it can finally be secure. But the whole world resides in the unknown. So once you wipe all that, once you take all those things off the shelf, your your body literally opens up to the to the um, to the information and the knowledge of the universe, and it's kind of how you can go into astral projection and whatnot. But um, I kind of ranted there. I hope I hope I answered your question somewhere in there. But it's I just want, I kind of want to give you my experience with the ayahuasca, and it's because if I say right now to myself like I'm psychotic, it's it's it makes no sense. Is and um. Um, a good book to read, by the way, is What a Shaman Sees in a Mental Hospital. And a lot of these mentally, quote-unquote, disabled people are actually gifted. And it's, it's kind of starting to submerge right now in society, how, you, how we see um, autistic kids being able to calculate, like, what they'll know what day your birthday lands on 50 years from now. And being able to do these miraculous things is because they're open. Something happened to their mind that allowed the universal knowledge to enter. But it... It is real, and I just want you to know that. So, thank you. Thanks, Deb. That's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, like I definitely, um, I think I think what you shared there is really interesting, and definitely something that I'd love to like expand upon within future conversations of, of this broadcast. Like, just the idea of like making that shift from like you know what society tells us we are into more of understanding what we actually can be and uh, sort of helping dispel some of the myths related to um, yeah again you know just like the the myths of mainstream culture and, and allowing ourselves to see beyond them and finding new strength in, in doing so so Devman thanks again for syncing up with this broadcast it's awesome man um, sweet okay so let's um Unless there's anything else anybody else wants to mention, I, I want to be able to move this into, again, the topic of, like, what are some things that we can do within dreams? Um, so does anybody else want, have anything else that they want to mention related to some of the recent conversations that we just had? And if not, we'll, we'll keep moving around. Okay, that's cool. All right, so um, we'll uh, we'll keep bouncing around here, and uh, yeah, like I said, guys, we'll we'll aim to wrap this up by about one a.m. So uh, that still gives us enough time to to play around. And um, what I want to do here is again, I want to go over some of the uh, some of the various things that we can do within our dreams as, as examples. Um, before we do that, I just want to mention to everyone. I just want to thank everyone again for for tuning into this broadcast, and uh, just to give you guys. A little bit of a heads up on uh, just to take a moment here to go over some basic standard community stuff. I want to let you guys know what's actually coming up within the Paradigm Shift Central project. So again, the main website, ParadigmShiftCentral.com, you can check that out. You can sign up for it. It's a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And the way how you play the game is by shifting yourself, by helping shift consciousness of the world, and uh, doing things like creating conscious media and using the website to be able to share and document your own spiritual journey through the quest journals, the creation of conscious articles. So if you're a person who makes YouTube videos, or if you're making art, or if you're brand new to creating media, and if you're in the process of just wanting to be able to share your thoughts, this website is a platform to be able to help you do that. And uh, it's definitely evolving, and more people are visiting the website every single day, and of course, encouraging you guys to create physical paradigm shift communities where you are. And if you're interested in those, I suggest going back and checking out the paradigm shift community admin meetings that we have 
coming up next week, uh, or at least this Thursday, literally in two days from now, on every Thursday we have a broadcast, and coming up this Thursday is another Paradigm Shift team-building hangout. And this is going to be a much more casual hangout. So whereas this one's specifically about dreams, that one really is open-ended. Whatever we want to talk about comes up. Last week we ended up talking about crazy stuff. We ended up talking about the Mandela effect for quite a while, which is always something I'm interested in going back. And I know a lot of people, that's like a hot topic right now. And we'll probably talk about like flat earth, but it's also just a place to talk about, you know, like life experiences, anything that you guys want to talk about, not just lucid dreaming. The week after that is going to be our broadcast for Paradigm Shift Destiny School. And Destiny School is a specific broadcast uh, that we have related to a specific topic. The previous topics that we have had were sacred geometry, health and fitness, meditation, and lucid dreaming as its own individual class. The next one that we have coming up, and again, so that will be on the... uh, August 4th of Thursday is going to be on love and sacred sexuality. So I know a lot of people are just like, ooh, like that's exciting, I want to talk about that. And, and that's good because it's always like a popular and important topic to be able to go back to. So pay attention and uh, tune in for that one. And again, encouraging people to do to even prepare notes ahead of time. You know, if you want to like take part in the class and give like a micro presentation, really inviting you guys to do that, to add your voice to what it is that we were creating, which is what we were doing here. You know, literally these broadcasts are being recorded and they're being provided to the community for free as education and and an inspiration and it's really exciting to see uh, how these have been going and to know that uh, there's plenty more still ahead of us in the future. And then after that, the next dream class, again, every two weeks, will be on Tuesday, uh, the uh, uh, August 9th. And then again, the rotation comp- re- repeats eventually, and on the Thursday of August 11th will be the Paradigm Shift Community Admin Meeting, which again, you can tune in if you're interested in creating the the like feet on the ground, boots on the ground, creating a physical shift community where you are, which is focused on open-minded discussion and meditation circles. And again, go to the main website and check out the team map and you can find other shifters where you are and even other shift communities. And we're still updating the map, but you can still check the index on there as well. So those are the basics on what's coming up. And uh, I just want to be able to remind you guys that what makes this possible is the support that we have through our team Patreon crowdfunding. And of course, the team Patreon crowdfunding is doing super awesome. And I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone for doing that. And right now, we're at currently about 656. And we are working our way towards our team milestone goal of, of 700 before the end of July. So every month, we're going up by 100. And basically, the way it works is that people sign up for as little as $3 a month and they help support the entire project, the evolution of the project and when you sign up you also get the shifter booster kit which comes with as many shift buttons as you ask for and these have the website for the project on them and they're part of the real world quest items to be able to help accelerate the shift where you are so it really brings in that extra level of gamification and they also go great with doing free hugs which is something that we always encourage in the project again for people who may be brand new to this to go do free hugs and hack the matrix where they are to take part in shiftivism. So again you guys can check that out uh, when you get a chance at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or go to the main Paradigm Central website and scroll down to the bottom of any page and you'll see the link to the monthly support squad which is the team Patreon and as little as $3 a month is what is like the minimum uh, the asking price is either $3 or $5 and when you sign up for $5 it also gives you the uh, Love Wand crystal massage tools which are self-healing massage tools that are included into your kit 
and uh, they're super effective. And like right now, I'm like using it on my shoulder blade, and I use these all the time. And they're encouraged for like sensual purposes, and they go great great with the theme of the love and sacred sexuality class, and are also uh, meant for like being shared for with partners and everything like that. So again, you guys can get that with the kit. So, um, and it also gives you access to secret videos, including the three-hour version of my five-gram sacred mushroom experience, and early access to future videos, including the Journey to Lucidity 3, which will come, be coming out in the future and is made possible thanks to support through the Team Patreon crowdfunding. So again, check that out when you can. <clears throat> and uh, thank you to everyone who has signed up for that and reminding you guys that our goal is to reach 700 before the end of July, and that's when the donations go through. And the last thing I'll mention and relate to that, that's really exciting, is that once we get up to our milestone of 1,000, we'll have a community resource fund unlocked for the team shift buttons, meaning that people who won't be able to afford shift buttons will be able to order shift buttons for free thanks to the support of the community. So people can literally go to the website and say, like, I need 15 shift buttons, and they'll order them, and we'll be able to deliver them for free because we'll have the funding and the resources available. So that's, like, another thing to work towards. So thank you so much, everyone, for signing up for that. And, uh, yeah, just if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know, and the links for that are also included into the info for this YouTube video as well. So much love, guys, and, yeah, seriously, like, as the water rises, so does every ship. Huge shout-out. We're doing awesome, and the model that we're making here is uh, really showing what can be done within a conscious community. So when we all give a little, we all get a lot. So that said, um, let's keep bouncing around and, and going right back into this conversation of uh, the things that we can do within dreams. So I'll just list, lift, list off uh, a couple of examples of things that we can do within dreams. <clears throat> One of the things that we can do is fly. We can learn how to fly within dreams, and of course we can talk a little bit more about this. One of the things we can do is teleport. We can learn how to teleport within dreams. We can learn how to, tr how to time travel within dreams. We can meet other intelligent entities within dreams, including even like higher intelligent entities, like ascended masters and things like that, or even people who have passed on, or famous celebrities, or archetypes, or people throughout history. You could like have a conversation with, you know, Napoleon or the Pope or something like that within a dream. So again, you know, like the dream space is this non-local space where data and information gathers and collects and you have access to it. In a lot of ways, the dream space, when connected to from a lucid perspective, is pretty much the same thing as the Akashic Records, so to speak, at least from one idea. And I'd like to hear what you guys maybe think about that. Um, other things that you can do, so again, talking to people who have passed on, be they human or, or animals. Uh, other things that you can do, you can like practice going through scenarios. So maybe if you have like something coming up ahead of time, you can like practice going through it within a dream. For example, like an athlete may have like a gymnastics routine that they're preparing for for the Olympics. In a dream, whether they're conscious, <clears throat> excuse me, whether they intend to or not, maybe they'll have a dream because they've been practicing so much of them like doing a routine in their dream, which can lead over into more confidence within this space. So we can practice doing things within dream. An example of this, I like practicing doing parkour in my dreams. I like practicing doing like martial arts and ninja stuff, not just in my dream dreams, but also just within my imagination, within my daydreams, within my meditations. Um, other things I'll do, and I'll just say then the last one here, is uh, also like being able to face your fears within a dream. Dreams are a great way for us to be able to see the things that scare us and to face them and ultimately to be able to dispel them and to be able to find the lessons in them. So um, I'll, I'll pass the talking stick uh, around. What are some other things that, that we can do within dreams, guys, and, and even 
some like personal experiences that, that you guys might want to share or even going back and, and expanding upon that. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, has anybody teleported, time-traveled, or flown with, within a dream? And if anybody wants to like share any personal experiences and, and, and how that came to be and whether they were lucid or not, um, I'll let... Uh, Think, uh, Michael. Michael, you you got your microphone open. Do you want? Yeah, go ahead, Michael, and, and welcome welcome back to the game, dude. Michael Pratt. Welcome oh, back to thanks. thanks. Hey, um, I flew. I flew before, um, and uh, teleported. I no, okay. I don't think I've teleported, but I flew. Um. So kind of what what was it, what was the idea we were sharing? I mean, if if there's if there's anything more that you want to expand on in terms of like what we can do within dreams, just to give people listening to this, you know, ideas, planting those seeds, that's the things that they can do, whether they're lucid or otherwise. And then when they become lucid, you know, they could have the idea of be like, be like, whoa, I'm lucid. Does this mean I can teleport? And then they yeah, because again, you know, it's yeah. an idea that thoughts create. So if you think of something, well, it'll happen. If you think of a place, you there. Yeah, so, well, I, I would say um, if you can get past, because I know for a lot of guys probably this is a thing, maybe even some girls, if you can get past just doing like, you know, the sexual aspect of things in, in dreams, uh, there's a lot of cool things that you can, like, discover, like information, um, you can you can actually like play songs you know that you may have not even have like ever played physically but somehow you hear certain melodies in the uh, the dream space there's like different things that you may see there that you may not see in your regular you know, physical reality. And you can kind of integrate those in a way and kind of bring them here. You know, a lot of people have gotten ideas from, um, ideas from dreams. Like, I think uh, one of the guys in the Beatles, I think his song, I think it was called Yesterday. I think he said he heard, he, he heard that song first in a dream. And, uh, even like Michael Jackson and stuff, they say, now he just used to hear these songs as dreams. He just get up and write it, write the lyrics down. So there's definitely a lot that comes from there. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is that you can get inspiration, ideas, like information. Uh, in in dreams that you may have not that you may not receive in your regular physical you know everyday life. Does that make sense? No idea where Brendan went. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, wait, I was like, it was like a long pause. But yeah, basically, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it really just depends. 
what you're getting at. I tend to find myself caught in lustful desires when I'm dreaming. So, but if if you can get past that, there's there's a lot of cool stuff you can you can do. Okay, I I actually uh, had a glitch in my matrix and I dropped out there, so I think I missed some of your conversation. But I think you were mentioning something about like sexual stuff, maybe. Um, what, what, what was the last part that you caught? I, I, I literally it dropped out before, but but that's okay. If somebody else wants to jump in on, on what you guys were talking about, I, I can pick up where you left off. But, but go well, ahead. Just, if anybody I had a... I was just basically saying that you could get information and sometimes even like ideas for stuff, like even like songs and stuff like that. You can get that from dreams and then you know write them down and. Right on, right on. Yeah, that's, yeah, like inspiration from source and ideas for like things that the universe might want you to create or bring into this reality in some ways. So at least one yeah. way to think about it. Yeah, word. Um, cool, cool. Okay, thanks, Michael. And, and yeah, I think that is a really cool point. Um, is there more you want to say? And, and if not, uh, if anybody else wants to jump in on anything, feel free. Well, I, I was just saying basically... If you if if you can get past the lust. Sorry, but can you just check your mic? If you can just talk into your mic a little bit more. Okay, let me. Yeah. How about now? Uh, as I think so, as much as you can talk into it, or okay. just even talk louder. Well, I, I would just say, as far as if if you can get past lustful desires, then you can make progress, like, you know, actual progress and get like actual things. You know, they can help you. Um, you can bring into, you know, your physical mundane reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Does, does anybody? I just wanted again to keep this open for anybody else who wants to jump in practicing, uh, talking about the dream stuff here. Wants... I think Maria was wanting to talk. Does yeah. Maria does Maria want to jump in? Maria, go, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds okay yeah. if you just talk a little bit louder or just do something with the mic. I think it's okay though. Please <laughs> <laughs> start to talk. Um, I just wanted to say dreams are kind of weird. I've seen things come to light before. I've even seen them in this life, if that makes sense. I remember before I moved to Pennsylvania, seeing where the bus routes were and everything just before I got here. And I remember seeing somebody, which is going to be funny, that looks a lot like you, Brennan. Parkouring. That's that. So you saw the bus route before you even moved there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Bus and I saw you before I saw the internet, like what you were and whatever. That was like a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's. 
it, it's interesting again, you know, like the dream space is this place where time doesn't exist in the same way, so we can get like information from the future. So again, you know, like that just to me, that that's so amazing. That's so fascinating. So I mean, like let's let's use that as a springboard for, for creativity and stuff like that. Because I mean it's just like how far into the future can we see within our dreams? And I feel like honestly, that's where part of what we're doing right now, by having that intention of of of, of developing a more in tune relationship with your dreams. Honestly, guys, like I just feel like we are we are we have like such a ripe, crisp, and you know I've I've referred to it as before. It was like a higher dimensional technology, like right in our fingertips, the dreams, the dream space for what it is, and 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 I just feel the potential for what we can use it for, for how we can interact with it, is like something that we are still many of us are like just scratching the surface with. You know, like, what happens when we get to the point where we're, like, actively lucid each night and we're actively choosing how to explore this realm of infinite possibilities, you know? And we're just like, okay, like, I'm in the dream space. Time to go visit Sirius, you know? And we, like, travel to another star system, even though we're here on Earth. It goes into this idea of, like, we may be physically inhabited on Earth, but we are not limited to being on Earth, and the way how we, like, get into these other places, it, theoretically, is, like, through the dream space. Every night, we're, like, going through the Stargate, and we're exploring the galaxies. So, I mean, if you had infinite possibilities at your fingertips, which we are moving towards, what would you do with them, you know? And, again, that brings it back to the idea of what is possible within dreams. So, just opening it back up to, to anybody else. Uh, again, you know, either personal experiences or just other examples of some of the things that, that we can do within dreams. And uh, I know, um, Sabrina, you, you're, you mentioned some stuff in the chat. I don't know if you want to open up your microphone or, or anything. Sabrina. Uh, sorry. sorry, I was just talking to my son. What, what did you just say there? Um, I, I was just saying if there's anything you want to add into like, what, it, what is possible within dreams. You mentioned in the, co in the comments like symbolism, interpreting yeah. symbolism within dreams, if you want to expand on that for the people listening. Oh, I could go forever. <laughs> um, you know, it's... You also have to be very careful when you are, like, you know, attempting to um, lucid dream and astral project yourself because um, a lot of people don't know this, but the elites or the powers that be, they know this, this stuff. They've known it for a long time, and their bloodlines have, you know, taught, taught it to their, their seeds, and... They have been able to do this, and they're able to meet each other in dreams. Like, and they can consciously do that, and they can make plans, you know, in the unseen. And that's that's what they're scared of. They're scared of us being able to do that, and you know, literally manifest what our desires are in the physical world, in the dream world. You know, bridging those two worlds together is something they wanted to keep secret and now we're kind of you know the cats out of the bag kind of thing you know we we are able to consciously um, put ourselves in uh, good situations now and protect ourselves from you know people who might try to do you harm in your dreams like I've had plenty of attacks during my dreams you know nightmares like you, have you guys seen that movie, Monkey Bone? With, With Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Oh. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you probably should. There's a lot of um, clues he gives you in that movie, you know. Um, like, 
the whole ooze thing in the movie is, you know, representing kind of the AI system that um, kind of runs rampant on people, you know, wanting to be materialistic and, you know, it's it's like that movie They Live. Is that what it's called with uh, Roddy Roddy yeah. Piper? Yeah. Yeah, They Live. Yeah. You know, it's it's like that. You know, when you when you wake up, you from you know this forgetfulness of you know who we used to be in our past lives. You know, you kind of realize, oh my God, like everywhere I turn, there is someone trying to shove you know materialistic ideas down my throat and into my aura and try to break break me as a person and expect me to be a certain way to condone to society. So um, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but yeah, I'll, I'll let anyone um, continue off from that. Um, I just want to jump in real quick, and then if anybody else wants to jump in, but... Um, oh, go ahead. Just, yeah, just real quick. You know, it's interesting because, like, when we were talking about the idea of, like, the quote-unquote elites and stuff like that. Um, you know, like, when it comes to the idea, and, and not to get too far off topic here, but when it comes to the idea of, like, you know, uh, ancient esoteric groups of uh, you know, schools of knowledge, be it the Freemasons and everything, um, a lot of people, they, they get into this idea of just like, just like, you know, like, who are these guys? What are they up to? What do they want? To me, like, I feel that in a lot of ways, in addition to other things, like, I feel that, like, they themselves are a group of people who are well aware of the ideas related to our multidimensional nature and who are aware of the ideas of like lucid dreaming and astral projection and exploring the inner space. They know that these are real things and they know that they can't just go around telling everyone about them because if you just like blatantly go and tell everyone about them like there, it has to be done a certain way or it has to be done in a way when like people are ready for it. And, and again, you know, like I think <clears throat> I think I, I don't really get into this idea of like the the controlling elites. Uh, personally, like I don't really subscribe to too much of that idea because I see it ultimately as just like it's all consciousness and it's all love and it's all happening. And, and anything that appears as negative is essentially like calling us into a deeper part, into a, into a more vibrant part of our light and is seen as like a stepping stone into more of our growth, even if we acknowledge it as like fear. So it's like, you know, like, love the entire process. What happens if you can do that, <clears throat> whether or not you always fully agree with it? And um, even, you know, I've talked about this in the past broadcast, but, like, the media that is happening these days is actually bringing more conscious themes into it, and I mean, not to get too far into this, but uh, keep an eye open for the movie um, Doctor Strange, which is going to be coming out in November, and I'm probably going to keep telling people about this until it comes out, because I feel that, like, this movie is going to be a huge catalyst to blatantly like get people aware of the ideas of multidimensional reality and lucid dreaming and astral projection like in a mainstream way that's going to create a very popular vibe to it so i mean i feel like there are, are some light workers who are working on that movie and they are using it as a catalyst to like get these ideas out there um yeah, I mean, that was just some of the things that I mentioned, you know, just going back to the idea that, like, the Freemasons and, and what Sabrina was saying, you know, the Freemasons and the, the people who are, like, sort of behind the scenes, like, I feel that, like, in addition to other stuff, they are well aware of our multidimensional nature. And, and in some cases, they're trying to not tell people about it, but in some cases, they are trying to tell people about it, but they're just having to do it in, like, soft and subtle ways, and sometimes it's, like, one-to-one -one communications. Constitution. Yeah, it's also hiding in plain sight, too. Like, a lot of the time, yeah. like, you know, even just with words. 
you know, that we use every day. It's it's kind of mind-boggling, you know, and, you know, the, the things that are on our buildings and it's it's fascinating and it's it's like a code you have to crack. Well, I can totally speak tons on that kind of thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Okay, let's let's get let's get into a bit more of this topic of things that we can do within dreams. I'm just going to list a couple things here, just again to to get the get the ideas rolling. And again, if anybody has any personal experiences of things that that they um, want to share that they've done within dreams, um, some of the things that we can do within dreams are um, things like eat food. As simple as that sounds, like like has anybody had that? Has anybody had the experience of eating food within a dream, and maybe it was like some crazy type of food. Um, other things that we can do are like be good at things that you don't know how to do. So it's kind of like in the Matrix where you know Neo's just like I need to learn kung fu, and you download kung fu. Like you can do that in a dream. Yeah, that works. And, and and then to a degree, it's just like how can you take that concept and bring it more into this life? You know, and that goes into this idea of like opening up our channel with the Alwyn. The Alwyn's like the universal flow of creative information. Um, then you can get into the ideas of like having dream sex. Like that's an experience people can have within dreams. And people, you know, a lot of times when people are like becoming lucid for the first time, that's something that they'll want to do. They'll be like, I'm lucid. Like, I gotta find something to put my penis in quick. Or you know, like even if, and maybe if they're a girl, maybe that's still something. Because the next thing I was gonna mention is that even within dreams, you can shape shift, right? So I mean, even if you're in a dream, you can experience being an animal. You can experience being the opposite gender. You can experience being both genders at once. You can experience, like, literally shape-shifting into anything your imagination can conjure up or maybe even outside of your imagination, yet still ultimately a possibility. So, I mean, like, that's an interesting idea, right? Like, keep that in mind. You know, if you become, even as you're falling asleep within a dream, this is a good exercise in a meditation practice. Imagine yourself as an animal while falling asleep. So, like, imagine yourself, this is something I do, imagine myself as, like, an eagle or, or some sort of bird or imagine myself as wow. a wolf running around in my dream. And then you start doing that as you're falling asleep, and then it will, like, carry into the dream experience. Um, so a couple other examples are, like, living on another planet. Again, I mentioned that, like, traveling to another planet within your dream. Like, you don't need a spaceship to travel through space. Like, you can do it by going into the inner space and getting into the idea of, like, astral projection and stuff like that. Um, another thing you can do, and this is mentioned at the beginning of the show, Ryan mentioned it, but like seeing the world from space, like going outside of your body and like looking down at Earth and like flying around and, and being able to like visit your friends. And, and that's where it gets into this idea of like astral projection. And again, you know, the thin line between astral projection and lucid dreaming is kind of one and the same. Astral projection is more sort of just like, I mean, depending on how you define it, it's more just sort of like the act of like intentionally leaving your body and intentionally traveling theoretically not just within this plane but also through other planes but it gets more so focused into the idea of like you could quote unquote astral project out of your body go to your friend's house see like what color things are in his room you know like you could see if he was like watching a TV show and then you come back and you tell him and you message him and he was like be like yo like were you watching a TV show and he'd be like dude how'd you know or something like that right so i mean you can actually astral projection is a way to like gather information from this physical plane without being limited to where your physical body is, but it's not just limited to this physical plane. And then again, you know, that's when you get into the ideas of like remote viewing and, and that was the government like exploring astral projection and these natural abilities for ability, like things related to like military and spying and stuff. And you know, mm -hmm. men who stares yeah. at goats is all about that. Um, last 
things I'll mention um, as examples, or last two things. Spying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last two things I'll mention. Um, reliving memories uh, is another thing. You know, you can like go go into your past and relive a memory. And some people have honestly talked about like having memories of like them as like a fetus in the womb. As crazy as that sounds, you know, like if you're open to that idea, you could literally relive that experience. But in the same time, you could also relive, quote unquote, future experiences as well, um, and even past lives as well. Um, another thing that you could do would be like manipulating the weather around you, and not just the weather, yeah, but like electromagnetic stuff or like energy and everything. And this is where you get into like the experiencing telekinesis, and it gets really into this idea of like, again, you know, it's your thoughts. It's your thoughts that are that are changing your reality, and when you understand that, it, it's a little bit different. You know, if you like see water, and you're just like, oh, "I'm trying to move the water, uh, but it's not working," that may just mean it's a subtle shift between like your connection with yourself and the water. When you realize that it's like, it's it's like, it happens when there's a release. It happens when there's like a letting go, and it's like a deeper connection to the water, and you and you see that you are the water. And, and, and I mean, it's still something that like I myself am experiencing. But again, you know, like these experiences are, are are like things that like either can happen to you just like coincidentally within your dreams, or they're things that only appear like as you become more experienced within your dreams. So if these are things that are people are just like, whoa, like I want to experience these. Like sometimes you have to work towards them. The universe like won't give them to you until you're ready. And part of the way how you prove that you're ready, how you show that you're ready are by putting attention towards your dream exploration practice, which is exactly what we're doing here, which is exactly what you know people listening to this, simply by listening to this, you're showing the universe that you're interested in these ideas, and you start thinking about them, you start creating that alignment with them, and they're going to start showing up within your reality. So um, so those are just a couple of things that I'll mention, um, but anybody else want to want to jump in again, you know, either on some of those things or, or experiences that they've had or other examples of things that we can do within dreams. Um, Devin, go ahead. Yeah, just um, want to touch up on uh, experiencing being an animal, and uh, like how how real it is. And I had a dream once where I was a I was a I was a lion, and I'm chasing this uh, was a deer, not deer. I'm chasing this gazelle, and um, I'm catching up to it. I'm catching up to it, and I leap at it, and I tackle it to the ground, and. I see my paws and everything, and I sink my teeth right into it. And at that moment, I wake up, and I wake up with this ravenous intensity. Like I need, like, to go eat a steak or something like that, to go eat the juiciest burger that I can find. And I just found it really amazing because I literally, like, <laughs> I experienced being a lion, and it was amazing. Um, another thing that's really fun to do in dreams is uh, doors, going through doors. So you can like turn around, like, open the door, and, like, the universe kind of, like, opens with it, and it kind of, it's like, the whole thing just cascades like that. Also, uh, cloning yourself. So just, like, having a bunch of Devons around, like, just, like, and, we're, like, imagine, like, uh, being at a bar, and everyone's, like, chirping and talking and stuff like that, but just having it be just a bunch of views, and they're all talking to you, talking to themselves, and it's just, like, it's, it's woken me up like tons of times because it's, it's uh, for some reason it's really scary, but then it's also just really exhilarating because then it's just you talking to you. But um, what else did I want to touch on? That's it for now. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And again, you know, just you sharing that here, like I love being able to like log these experiences within our shared conversation. Be like, be like, be like, 
yes, I've turned into an animal. Be like, yes, I have cloned myself. Yes, I have changed the weather. It's just like, these aren't just ideas, guys. We're doing these things. And again, like, people would just be like, well, those are just dreams. And be like, no, those are consciousness experiencing itself. Like, don't limit your your awe of this reality simply by what happens in the physical. Like, what happens in the dream space is equally real in the sense that it's, like, what we can experience. It's what consciousness can naturally, like, do and, and, and you know, invite yourself to those experiences. Um, David mentioned in the chat. David, did you want to expand on what you said in the chat? Um, if you want to tie that in with some stuff, and then we'll pass it around a bit more. If you want, David. Uh, we were just talking about when I was uh, discussing how to deal with negativity, negativity in like the workplace and other people. Um, I don't really have any more to really add to that, I guess. But that was one of my initial problems in my awakening was just a lot of people just don't understand it and you know aren't open to it and just don't get what you're doing and trying to keep it positive and trying to you know, not lose sight of what you're about in whether a workplace environment or other negative environments where people just aren't open to those ideas or haven't been exposed to them yet in a positive way. So. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, that is something that, you know, I, I do want to let anybody else, like, jump in on that. Um, I mean, we can sort of hopscotch around some ideas, but, yeah, you know, like, if some people are just, like, like, Feeling the idea of interacting with negative enti entities within the dream space and, 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 like, how to sort of bring more perspectives into that. Um, you know, like, some people will talk about, like, you know, bringing, you know, you can cleanse your space, you can work with sage. Um, one of the things that I always go back to is, like, I mean, if you can, if you can really just, like, see it as a teacher, see it as a lesson, and know that, like, you yourself, like, are safe. And, and, and I mean, even if you get into this idea of, like, imagining white light around your body and, and sort of like even like imagining yourself like covered in like spiritual armor sort of thing. Um, yeah. these, these, are, these are ideas and, and you can sort of like use your fears to, to call you into like sparking more of your creativity to, to meet your fears, to face your fears and to ultimately dispel your fears and to be able to like have something incredibly scary staring you in the face and like not be scared of it, but instead just be like, I see you. Like you're 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 like another entity within the dream space. But right. like I'm sovereign and, and you know, like I can like be in my own space without you like coming into into my space and, and creating the illusion of, of projecting harm onto me. Um, but again, like it's not I've talked in previous dream classes about like, you know, I've had experiences of like um, sleep paralysis and having like an entity at the end of my bed and it was like kind of freaky, but at the same time, like I wasn't I was I was just more interested in the fact that it was happening, and, and also opens the idea that it was kind of just like my imagination playing with 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 itself, but without like fully giving into the fear of it. And again, even what I was talking about earlier in the broadcast, when I saw like the Apophis, like this huge giant space worm of chaos flying through the sky and destroying cities, like maybe there would have been a past version of myself that would have been like, oh my god, the world is ending. But instead, I was just like, oh my god, this is like a symbolic representation of the world ending or something like that. Like instead, I, I had a different relationship with it. So I think our fear comes from just like us being able, like uh, just it, it comes from a reflection of like where our alignment is 
with our own relationship, with our dream space, and, and when we can really just like see it as a call to be like more courageous and, 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 and like tap into like a deeper space of our own light. Um, that in itself is, is like why I feel a lot of these nightmares and why I feel like a lot of these like quote unquote entities sort of show up within our space. Um, but again, I don't. I honestly like. I mean, take it with discernment, and I encourage people to like you know look further into this themselves. And and I think there are more tips and tricks in terms of like being able to sort of create your safe space because um, I think there are people who legitimately have like various degrees of quote-unquote paranormal experiences or quote-unquote you know oh, yeah. like encounters uh, with these entities so I mean I'm I'm not saying I'm an expert on it I've only had my own limited experience um, but again it's something that I encourage more conversation about because I want people to feel safe uh, and, and excited about the dream space it, it's it's an interesting thing when there are people who are like afraid to go to sleep um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and I'll just say like last thing on this because I because I want to pass it around and, and even if David if you have more to add, but you know like there there was a friend of mine who um within like a recent experience and I think I mentioned this uh, within the past broadcast and like every night when they went to sleep they were like they they generally were like afraid to go to sleep but then like I started like being able to spend time with them and talking with them and I started sharing perspectives with them and then eventually like their dreams started shifting and and eventually like now like they're not afraid to go to sleep. And before they couldn't go to sleep without the TV on, and now they go to sleep with like a salt lamp on. So they sort of change their environment, which allowed them to sort of change like the relationship that they had with their dreams. But again, to me, it just gives this example of someone who is like legitimately afraid to go to sleep, and now they're like okay going to sleep, and they're like a very like excited to do it. And 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 that wasn't me doing it. Like that was me being a mirror for them to do it themselves. Um, so David, go ahead. I'll pass it back to you, and then if anybody else wants to jump in. Yeah, just just quickly, uh, if anybody does have any um, tips on how to keep it positive, because the two times that I have lucid dreamt, um, I've realized it, because it's like a nightmare, and, and I realize I'm lucid dreaming when I hear myself yelling in my dream, and I realize, okay, I'm dreaming, but I can't do anything about it, and you have that heavy, like, paralyzed feeling, so... I'd love to have like a positive lucid dream where I can control it that way, but it's it's been like two nightmares come to mind, you know. So I don't know if anyone has any ideas. Nah. Um, I think uh, Sabrina actually brought in a good point. Like the uh, she was talking about like white light prayers are yeah. a strong form to keep away anything uh, dark and negative. Um, one thing I was just going to say to hit upon that, but I want to let Sabrina maybe explain this is the idea of like even. Asking for assistance within your dreams. That's something that we don't really think about doing, but literally, like, it's this idea of, like, calling in, like, the protection of, like, angels, quote-unquote. Um, so, I mean, it, it's literally, like, opening up this conversation into being, like, you know, like, Archangel Raphael or Michael or something like that, you know, like, be with me in my dream space. And and that sort of, like, adds, like, an additional frequency into your presence within the dream space. And this is where it gets, like, very multidimensional and very technical in a lot of ways within the dream space. And, again, you know, like, that's, like, the idea. It's, like, what can we do within dream space? It seems that there's all these, like, little nooks and crannies. Um, but I think one thing that I've noticed within this reality is that, like, these other entities, the like, the quote-unquote light ones, the good ones, don't interact with us until we invite them in. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't understand is actually available as a resource, is to understand that there are these other, like, higher dimensional entities that are there to help us. And if we know which ones to invite, if we know which ones to invoke, 
they can actually show up within our dreams. And again, this isn't something I'm like fully experienced in. These are just like ideas that that for me I, I keep on the table in terms of trying to understand a little bit more about you know just this experience. Um, Sabrina, did you want to did you want to expand on on anything related to that? I feel like you might have some ideas. Uh, just reading your comments in the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I typically like to work with many different kinds of, um, you know, angelics, fae, gods, goddesses, you know, whatever your imagination kind of gravitates to, you ask for that help, you know, whatever has brought you that sense of peace within your soul, like even as a child, like, I remember being six years old and thinking to myself, you know, coming out of the doors at uh, for recess, thinking, why am I, why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling everyone else's emotions? Why am I the only one sad because, you know, this little girl doesn't have a milk in her lunch and I felt the need to share it with her. You know, it's, um, and I remember thinking to myself, am I, am I an angel or am I one of these entities and it really puts that into perspective if you're able to kind of imagine what these things look like or how they're supposed to feel or what they're supposed to mean and you know just kind of putting yourself in that other entity's shoes in a way like you know from what I have learned about like Freya and Odin like they want you to be their friend. They don't want you to worship them. You know, they see things as equal. They want things to be in balance. Because when things are in, in like in an imbalance, that's when the chaos and and you know the whole Ragnarok uh, mythology comes into play. You know, it's all a big allegory. Um, it, it you know if you've done your research about that kind of stuff, but the white light prayers. I, for me, have kept anything that I felt negative away in almost instant. You know, whether it's through the dreaming state or even, you know, my waking state and, you know, uh, watching like a specific show that I'm resonating with and kind of seeing my Akash through, um, if that makes sense. It's, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Devin or Dave, do you want to... Devin, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, just something for David as well. Um, I mean, it, it might take a bit of a spiritual discipline to develop, but um, holding compassion for even the dark entities can actually purify them. Because sometimes they might be, you know, something like uh, a lot of entities and stuff like that can develop from like a childhood trauma or things like that. And so they've kind of grown up with you, and just holding compassion for those parts of yourself can actually dispel and um, and purify in that kind of sort of sense. And um, um, you said you're an, you're an empath, and um, a really good book for you to pick up is actually Cindy Dale's The Spiritual Power of Empathy by Cindy Dale, and that'll kind of walk you right through being able to kind of like, um, I mean, it kind of, it, it shifted my paradigm on what, um, People say as protection. Um, when I like first, because I'm a heavy empath as well, and at first when I'd be around someone negative, I'd kind of be like, "Oh crap! I don't want to soak this up. No way. Stay yeah. away." That's but problem. that's that's like what um, Brandon was saying here. Meaning frustration with frustration is going to create more frustration. 
when you actually look further, if you look further and go hold compassion and you see why is that person so upset? Why is that person doing the things they do? It always traces back to something happened to them. There's always compassion. And you see it in movies and stuff like that where the bad guy was just being the bad guy because he got betrayed or something like that. There's always a way that you can trace it back to compassion. From They, they weren't born that way. People, entities, and spirits were not... No, nothing was born of bad. They became bad through, through an experience, through an happening. And um, what Mother Ayahuasca has actually taught me is that spirits in the spirit world actually have almost just the same kind of problems. They, there's demons that are only demons because of what they, what's happened to them. Um, let's say, like um, back in you know back in the days, humans, you know, ancient tribal ancient tribes that have kind of like clashed with each other have turned spirits into demons. They've turned them into weapons per se, so that they can be used against one another. And these um, these spirits and demons are kind of, um, it's like, just uh, kind of bear with me right now, because I might go a bit further than what people are usually used to, but they're both of light. Spirits and demons are both of light. It's just kind of the same way that, um, you know, how there's, uh, I don't know if you know the science, but there's no such thing as cold. There's only, there's only less hot. It's like, like, I don't know what that science effect is called, but it's the same kind of concept that applies to everything. Everything is of light, but there could be less of light. So once you hold compassion for these uh, dark, quote-unquote, entities or demons, to people in waking life and to whatever, um, whatever aspects in your dream life, and even with um, like uh, entities in the astral world, when you hold compassion, you actually... You, um, I don't know, like I don't know the right word, but transmute their being back. You show them, you show them their way back into the light, and it's. I find it really awesome because it's almost like I'm being a crusader, like I'm being a crusader of the divine. I'm going around purifying people in the waking life, just holding compassion for people. You know, if someone's having a bad day, and it's kind of like, oh, and that's that's the gift of being an empath. That's what being an empath is about. Empath, uh, your empathy grows in strength through love and compassion, not trying to always defend yourself. But I mean, there is parts where you're going to need to, you know, if someone, if something's abusing you, then it's like, no, you, you walk away. But if you can hold, like, if that's what I say, it, it, it might take a little bit of um, spiritual discipline. But once you do hold a solid amount of compassion and just love for genuinely for other human beings, like, you you start to go around that's that is the that is the spreading of the like the new age of the new paradigm in that sort of yeah. sense right so um it's a it's it's a really good book you can order it on like it's uh i'll, I'll type it in the chat yeah but, um, yeah just another way it's like because um there's not much to protect yourself of there's there's a lot to give like you are protected in in all the ways and yeah so Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. No worries. Cool. Yeah, Devin, I, I really um I really echo a lot of what you're saying and for me, um yeah, like it really goes into this idea of like intentionally recognizing our ability as alchemists. 
Like, that is, like, intuitively, like, what we are. That is, like, what the humans are. Like, we are naturally alchemists. Like, we alchemize. We, we transform things we, from, like, from fear to love. And, and unconsciously, from love to fear, even when we don't realize it. So it's just, like, going that full cycle sort of thing. But, but yeah, again, you know, like, echoing what you said, like, there's no such thing as, like, you know, like, the, the, the evil is still love. It's just, like, part of a bigger spectrum. There's no such thing as hot and cold. There's only hot cold you know like there's there's no such thing as like love and fear there's only love fear and it's all one spectrum so when you sort of realize that and again you know like even just going back to to yeah it's, Sabrina's just saying you know like what is evil spelled backwards live right so it's like this idea that we see these mirrors all over all over culture and it's all over societies and so um yeah like ultimately like that's like something that I feel like when it comes to the dream space if you're like consciously like concerned about you know like facing demons within your dream space and stuff like that like honestly the best weapon quote unquote you have against demons is like ridiculous compassion radical compassion radical yeah. like no fear and love and 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 practice that within your waking life and begin practicing it on yourself you know like right. self love self confidence and and so again you know like as much as i was talking about like Carry, you know, like putting out the intention of, of, of asking for help from, from other entities and, and archangels and stuff like that, program a reality where you can do it in your own way, you know, like, like I said, imagine yourself going to sleep at night and imagine almost from a third person perspective, like equipping yourself with like spiritual light armor. It's like it's like cybernetic biotechnology, and, and it's as creative as your imagination wants to make it. And like that's the thing, like if you're in a place where you're feeling unequipped that is just like a call for you to equip yourself and to equip yourself with ideas and concepts and imagination and have it really rooted in love and that's where it gets into this whole like very gamification like aspect you know entering into the dream space is like entering into a video game every night <laughs> what do you want to bring with you into it and knowing that you can literally like create your own quest item so I mean you know you could create like a wizard staff and that wizard staff could have a crystal on it it could shoot like beams of light and love if you're in a dream and there's a demon coming at you you summon that crystal staff and use it to symbolically represent yourself, like overcoming that fear, and it can be done. So yeah. I mean, yeah, again, all these demons, all these things, from one perspective, it's that they are still teachers and they are calling us into a deeper part of ourselves because there is nothing that the universe will throw at you that you cannot handle. That is what I believe, at least. But again, you know. I just encourage people to think for themselves. So, yeah. Um, Devin, did you want to hit upon anything? Um, Devin, you got your mic open. I just wasn't sure. Right. Uh, Alchemist? Just the point with, like, what really, like, it hit me hard is that, um, like, the spirits are just, like, in their world, they're just, uh, they're in as much trouble, per se, as we are in, in the human, in, the, in this, uh, the human realm, I guess. And it's, um, you know, like, if you read like folklore and stuff like that, the spirits and humans they kind of live as one, and I believe that that's what that's what we need to reintegrate into just human consciousness itself is that um, you know spirits and humans working together in that sort of sense to create the world that um, that's free flowing and whatnot, right? So yeah, now that's it. Word, man. Word, word. Um, yeah, okay, let's, uh, bouncing around, anybody else want to jump in on, on some of the stuff? I think, um, Michael or Maria, either, or David? Well, anyway. whoever wants to go first. 
Maria, did you want to go? Yeah, I just wanted to add, don't think that you're, you're pretty powerful enough as is. I'm like, how can I say that? If you encounter something like that, don't be scared. Like, you have more power than you think you do. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and again, you know, like, I'll, I'll just say this real quick, like, all these experiences, if we're facing crazy stuff in the dream space, like, use that to empower you within this waking life as well. When, when quote-unquote, demons appear through, like, the crazy stuff happening in the world or, you know, like, some person at your workspace who is just being a jerk or whatever, right? That. It's just like, it's like, dude, like, I've conquered demons in my dreams. Like, you're not going to push, like, you're not going to, you know, like, I can stand up to you. Like, I can face this fear. And again, you know, face it with compassion is ultimately what I, what I suggest. So, um, yeah. M Michael, did you want to jump in with something? Did I appear like I wanted to jump <laughs> in? I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you yeah. had your mic on mute early. Go oh, ahead. And uh, well, again, if you can just put the microphone inside your mouth, that would be perfect. All right. <laughs> can you hear me now? It's okay, yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, well, just just uh, like you just said, uh, uh, Brendan, is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really like dealing with, you know, like a school bully, you know, and... Um, and, and and sometimes you realize that even even though bullies might act you know really um, you know strong and, and and tough on the outside, usually they are quite scared you know and that's why they bully you know um, it, and I really do see it as a way, and the way it's it's worked for me is just like, you know, you you tell those, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them, you know, those, if you want to call them lower entities or demons or whatever, you say, you know, I'm I refuse to be bullied by a being like you, you know, I mean, what gives you some sort of rank over me? You know, and it's kind of like a thing of, uh, and you know, there is the whole idea that, you know, how did demons become demons in the first place and all that, and some of them may have not even been demons, and, but really it is, it, it depends, there's, I think there's two ways you can handle them. You could do the whole, you know, uh, trying to have compassion for them, things like that. But let's just say for whatever reason that just doesn't seem to be working. Um, in in, cer in in ceremonial uh, magic and stuff like that, there's this this thing what we do is is called banishing, and it's basically a a ritual that you do to banish lesser things that you know are not helpful. Um, for your space. And you can actually do like the banishing in the dream, which is really interesting because um, in, in the ritual, you know, you'd like trace like stars, you know, pentagrams, and stuff like that, and put like names of God and stars and stuff like that. But doing that in your mind, okay, is powerful. But imagine you're doing that in a dream. It's like, you're seeing flaming stars with names of God in them, 
in your dreams. And it's like, you know, so you, if you can take that aspect and, and that concept of banishing, that's what I would do. I do believe in some type of defense against the dark arts because I feel it's just a good tool to have, good techniques to have. And, uh, you know, I mean, even in, in Harry Potter, he had to have some, some form of some shielding, you know, uh, if, it, if, if it's necessary. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Defense, uh, if it's necessary, you know. Does that make sense? For sure, man. Yeah, and um, yeah, I definitely feel like there's like more there to, to expand upon in, in future conversations. Just like all of these, like yeah, you get into like sigil magic and, and all sorts of cool stuff, and creating your own sigils. And I mean that could that could be a thing like within the dream space is like yeah, like creating your own sigil. And, and what is it? a sigil is basically just like a symbol that has intention and energy behind it. So you could create like a symbol for yourself that represents to you like your strength. Your vision, yeah, 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 and, like and, Batman. And like draw, yeah, yeah, and you could like draw that in a dream space, and like that could be like a way to. I mean, yeah, you know, like in the same way you look at like crazy fantasies about how they cast spells and, and all that stuff. Like bring that creativity into your dream space, you know, like if, if that's if that's what you're called to do. And and again, you know, like I feel like we're on the cusp of like exploring and understanding and opening up to more of like what this dream space is and what we are actually needed for within it because I feel that there actually is like real interactions that are happening within the dream space that aren't just local to our own awareness that are actually like between like groups of intelligences and and they're like this <laughs> you know like I feel the time will come when we're going to be called into a deeper role within the dream space where it won't just be about ourselves it'll actually be about like being of service to a greater collective within the dream space and, and it'll be asking us to like show up with our imaginations ready and I mean like think of this what you want but I mean like this could literally mean like sort of like quote unquote like fighting in like astral battles on the dreams on the dream plane and it will be like crazy, crazy ideas, but like not necessarily in a negative way. But it, I mean, to get again to me, like it goes back to this idea of the dream that I talked about earlier, the idea of like Apophis, like the the giant snake of chaos flying through the sky, like the snake of chaos, like isn't just like this like thing. Um, is it apoth apotheosis? Yeah, is no. That from like the Necronomicon or something. Apoth. Am I? Um, I don't think I'm using the right word there, but okay. Giant snake of darkness, um, Egypt. I'm gonna find out what this thing's called. Oh, okay. Um, oh no, no, Apophis. Yeah, that's, a, that's Apo right. Apophis. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was almost pronouncing it right, but yeah, Apophis, the serpent god, and uh, yeah, like it's like the demonic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of like pulling up a, like a Wikipedia page and stuff like that, but but again, you know, this is like. Like I feel like like you know chaos is just like a natural thing with this within this environment, and there will come a time where like the chaos calls the light into action, and 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 I feel that this is a possibility that will happen more within the dream space, where there will be like crazy stuff happening in the dream space that will call us into action, and we will have to show up for it. But this maybe this is just like ideas, and this isn't to like freak people out. If anything, it's to give more credence to why we need to prepare 
and, and that's kind of this idea. Like, what we're doing now, as much as it is about ourselves, is, like, getting ready for a future that's much bigger than ourselves. But it's... And much it's, more cosmic. It's funny that you say that because, okay, I don't doubt my physical limitations, but it's it's like I feel a lot more powerful in the dream space. <laughs> Using my own mind, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I added something really quick. Um, I kind of uh, when you brought up the uh, the tree dream earlier, I like super pumped up because um, I actually like I've I haven't discussed gone this far with uh, my friends. They're not really into that kind of stuff. But um, it's like I do believe in that. There's just like this. You know how there's like a cloud storage for the internet. That I think there's this one cloud of consciousness, and that we're each one expression of it, but there we come from it. And so I do believe also that there's going to be a time where as we grow in consciousness that we're going to have to reintegrate. Like it's it's going to be mandatory that we reintegrate the uh, the cloud that is the astral world and the dream and the dreamscape and that we'll be called for action within it to create balance between the dimensions, between the worlds and whatnot. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and um, I definitely, like, we're going to get into um, our closing meditation, and, and for people who are still tuned in, um, we're going to, I'm going to show you guys, like, the image of the dream tree so that people watching this are, are familiar with it, and uh, and we're going to do that. We're going to end with our closing meditation of, like, going to the dream tree, and again, through that group meditation, we are adding more, like, texture to this shared experience and making it more real. And, and again, like this is the, the shared vision, the, the vision of going to the shared dream tree is like something that for me gives all of us an objective to focus around that is possible. And it's something that's going to take patience and it's something that's going to take vigilance and it's something that's going to take like us returning to this because it's so easy to just be like, wow, that's an awesome idea, but it's a lot of work, so screw it or whatever, right? But it's just like, no, like this is this is important. This is like something that like if as it begins to happen, like we are going to be, you know, like explorers of new frontiers. Like I, I, and at the same time, like not even just new frontiers. Like I feel like what we are doing is like reconnecting with what like ancients have done. And so if, if anything, it's that resurgence of the esoteric knowledge coming back to the surface. And, and here we are, just like a group of people, a group of kids, just like doing it intuitively on our own. And it's just like, no one, ha no one is like forcing us to do this. We're just like, guys, like, this is a call to action, right? And like, this is like all of us about like stepping into our role as like light guardians, which is again, what this entire Paradigm Shift Central project is. Like this class isn't just about teaching us about dreams. This is about calling us into our as David said, just within the in the chat, or, or Sabrina said in the chat, calling us into our destiny, and you know, like what is our destiny? For some of us, like I, I feel like that's it. You know, it's about being light guardians. Like that is what I'm here to do, and that is what like I invite each of us to sort of like resonate as to like what it is here we are to do, and like light, light guardians in the littlest ways, and light guardians in the biggest ways, light guardians within our dreams. Light guardians within the physical, light guardians with our neighbors, light guardians with our communities. And again, what does it mean to hold the light? It means to like hold like the love and to like hold that beacon of like a deeper remembrance that all of us are awakening to, and to hold that trust and to hold like that love, like just that that 
deeper knowing that that what it is that we're doing here is like something much more epic uh, even though like sometimes it may seem like very just like not you know like again don't get caught up in the illusion see beyond the illusion um, the sword I, I, of a thousand truths yes yes um, I just wanted to pull up um, an image of uh, this is so this is a uh, I'm just gonna do a quick screen share so again this is um this is Apophis as shown in the movie Gods of Egypt. This is what I saw in my dream, guys. And again, you know, like, the fact that I saw this in my dreams is, like, pretty freaking scary. Like, seriously. Like, it was, like, in a city, and it was, like, flying through the air, and it was, like, destroying skyscrapers, and skyscrapers were, like, falling around. And I was kind of, like, it was in the experience as if I was, like, it, watching it like a movie, but I was kind of watching from a third-person perspective. But it was, like... At the same time, I, like, I had, like I, like, I was just, like, observing. I was just, like, it was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, a thing, right? And then, and then I'll, I'll just, like, pull up, like, this is, like, a scene within Gods of Egypt where, like, Ra is, like, fighting Apoth Apophis. Um, you can't really see, like, too much of it. But, yeah, it's, like, this, like, huge, like, snake creature. You can't even, like, fully see it in this scene, but he's, like, shooting it with his... Again, you know, like, look, look at Ra. He's, like, shooting it with his, like, laser of, like, fire and love. And so he's, like, ah, get back, get back. You can't even, like, fully see it there. But, it's again, it's, like, this, like, huge-ass, like, snake creature... That, again, like, this isn't just, like, something that's, like, in this movie. This is, like, going back to, um, uh, you know, like, ancient Egyptian stories to, to explain this eternal dance between light and darkness, chaos and, like, fear. And, again, you know, like, it's, it's part of this process. It's, it's part of, like, what spins the cycles of time and reality, I, I feel. You know, like, if everything was just, like, always love then there wouldn't necessarily always be growth. Like, the, the fear and the chaos is what calls the love into being. It's this idea that, like, the seed and the dirt are one in the same. And when we fully embrace that concept, we can, like, fully love the process of the growth that it is that we are going through. So love the dirt. Love the chaos in, in that understanding, in that deeper understanding. So, yeah. Okay, guys, it's 1 a.m. right now. Um, like I said, we're, we're going to wrap this up soon. I just want to open this up to any any other final points that people might sort of have related to some of the stuff. And again, you know, we were talking about some of the things that you can do within the dream space. Um, some of the other things that, that you can do within a dream space that, that I'll just, like, mention real quick. Um, some of the things that you can do, you can, like, slow down time. You can experience time in a different way. You could, like, live in slow motion. Um you can, like, enter, as in, like, the teleport thing, you can, like, enter into mirrors and teleport through mirrors or, like, enter into holes and teleport through holes, um, which is, again, like, a very interesting thing when you start to get into, like, the fairy folk and stuff like that. You could enter into, like, the hole of, like, a rabbit hole and it will, like, take you into another place and stuff. Um, you could, uh, again, you know, like, create art within your dreams, which is, like, a very beautiful thing. You can, like, create music within your dreams. Um, yeah, like, there's lots and lots of stuff. Um, you can share a dream with someone. And, 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 again, you know, you can find guides within your dreams. You can see beyond the... You can see the code in the matrix within dream. And I'll just finish with this one, because this one is very interesting, because it actually came up in my dream recently. You can actually, like, experience psychedelic states within your dreams. You know, like, I, I'm curious, yeah. and I'll just sort of open this up, but, like, like, that's something... Within my dream not too long ago... I had um oh uh sorry who's 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 just heading out uh Ciara was heading out so Ciara was just in the she was joining in so thank you for joining um but yeah this actually happened within my dream uh just earlier not too long ago but like DMT showed up in my dream 
and 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 there was like something that like it was like so close, and I didn't fully get into the experience, but the the possibility was there, and it's just like what happens if I smoke DMT in my dream, you know, like having had a DMT experience, like does that actually like fully activate that experience again within my dreams? And I mean like I've, I feel like I've done like mushrooms in my dreams, but I don't, again, I don't feel like I've fully like had the experience. But again, you know, like what happens? Like can you do ayahuasca in a dream? Can you do mushrooms in a dream? Like can you do like can these alter, because uh, again, you know, like these these quote unquote like teachers in medicines, they're they're like jump points between one experience of human consciousness to another that is ultimately still within the same ballpark of what our consciousness is, is capable of. It's just like tuning a dial kind of thing. And, and sometimes within the physical experience, we need you need that extra science behind it. You need that extra chemical reaction. But within the dream space, maybe it's as simple as an idea that actually opens up. The, this like change of perception. So I mean, you know, I'll just sort of again, you know, if anybody else wants to just like go on this conversation for just a few more minutes before we go into a closing meditation, feel free. Um, but yeah, the idea of like DMT within the dream space? Question mark. All the more reasons to become lucid, boys and girls. Um, it's like I can't find DMT anywhere, but you could find it in the dream space. All you have to do is like work really hard and get lucid. So. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just let you guys jump in on uh, any thoughts you want to share. Uh, Maria and then Michael. Yeah, sharing is a real thing because three or four years ago, I used to practice doing nails and whatever, and I had a a good client that would come in once in a while and we would talk about that stuff. And she started talking about the dream she had a light night before, and I told her mine, and she said, yeah, I saw you in a white dress. Were you in a hotel? I said, yeah. So it was like a validation that we were both in the same dream. So it's a nice. real thing. Cool. Yes, yeah, so shared dreaming is a real thing. Confirmed. So, <laughs> cool. Thanks for it. Um, Mike, Michael, did you want to go and then Dev? Did yeah. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. I um, it is actually weird. It's like I've had, I've had um. Uh, I've eaten mushrooms in the dreams, and I've had, like, the experiences are so interesting because it's like, um, I've never had, like, physical magic mushrooms, but I've just had, I guess I'm able to kind of conceive an idea what it would be like, and so in the dreams I've, I've, I've eaten you know these, these mushrooms, and I remember this one time. I think I don't know if it's just from hearing people's experiences or what it was. I went to this world, this world, that was purple. Uh, it was a, it was kind of like a Mario Land, you know. I mean it was. It, the, the sky was purple. Purple things grew in there, and I mean, it was it was like a mushroom world. I mean, I I, I don't know how to really describe it, but the, 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 there wasn't anything scary about it. I mean, it was a uh, it was um you know like like 
walking toadstools. You know, I mean, in this purple world, and I've had things like that before, and uh, I think it's really interesting. I think it's possible if you're able to, whether it is just read about people's different experiences. Actually, I know one thing that is bound to work. You just go to sleep listening to somebody talk about something. It, it, it could be on the radio, whatever it is. Like this one time I listened to somebody just talk on a full radio show about fairies. And that's all it took to go into a fairy world with witches and gnomes and elves. and You know, I was like, how did this happen? I mean, it didn't seem like a track moment, but it was what I was listening to as I fell asleep. So I find, at least for me, that works 100% of the time. Whatever it is, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at, if you can fall asleep listening to somebody talk about something, um, it works. Definitely, definitely, and it again, really does. Yeah, that that kind of again, like within this project, I just want to. I've had this idea for a while, and I want to do this. Like, I want to do guided meditations that are created for people to fall asleep to, like like just to yeah, like yeah, that would, wow. like that. yeah, like yeah, like really pay That's attention to what stuff. you're what you're <laughs> thinking about as you're falling asleep. Like even today, when I was like taking a nap earlier in the day, I was intentionally like falling asleep while thinking about my dog, you know, like I was visually like using my meditation, my imagination to like imagine that presence of my dog and then noticing as I would like be imagining it, imagining it, imagining it and then suddenly I would like slowly start entering into the dream space and it kind of goes into this idea that like you can literally like conduct what your dream is going to be by sort of like pre-programming it as you're going into it opposed to just kind of like going to sleep and just like, you know, waiting for whatever happens to happen, you know, like bring a little bit more like direction into what it is that you're thinking about as you fall asleep and it will become what you what you're dreaming about as you begin to dream um, yeah dev go ahead you want to jump in on something yeah just when they, um, when you said uh, drinking ayahuasca in the dream and actually she uh, it was it was a bit because I usually yeah, I meditate with blue kind right to get the throat chakra for like the for help from the spirits. And uh, I was drifting off a little bit. I was getting a little inconsistent, and I just kind of like I. Just, it was one night where I just kind of, I just kind of, I flopped to sleep. I didn't do anything intentional. I was so tired, and then uh, it was. She woke me up in the dream, and she's like, "Here, drink this." And it was a shaman that had like a that had just like a fog. It was just fog for his for his head, gray fog, and it was like a it was like a beautiful sunset, and I was in this hut. And the shaman just handed me this drink. It was in a slurpy cup, and uh, I, I drank it. And then all of a sudden, I, I fall back asleep, and then I, I wake up, and then I just kind of like I'm still seeing all these colors, and I'm still seeing like shapes and like kaleidoscopes and and whatnot. So yeah, it was awesome. It was almost as if I did ayahuasca once again because I feel like once the I think the chemical is only a part of it. The awareness that it brings into your consciousness is what gives you, per se, the trip. And so that's why, like, 
I believe Michael does know what shrooms can feel like by being even even being around people who've done it because it's in their it's within their awareness. And so that's the chemicals that are that are in psychoactives. They they bring about an awareness that you can remember, that you can recall, you can recall on the awareness just itself without the chemical, and you can still get quite, I mean, a trip, or you can you can feel sensations and re-experience what you've experienced before. Yeah, definitely, man. So I mean, again, you know, like chalk that one up, jot it down as, like, experiences, experiences as possibility than June says. I think, I mean, again, you know, like, that's, like, like we're, we're, we're open to these ideas of experiencing, um, you know, these uh, transcendental psychedelic experiences that we're familiar with, but, like, hell, guys, it's a dream space. You could create your own dream, quote-unquote, drugs, you know? You could, like, create, like, a pill that'd be, like, be, like, when I take this pill... Like I become a dragon that can fly through time or something like that. It's just like you get, you know, use the dream space to like really flex your creativity, and that's where like I encourage people to like practice, like uh, you know, throughout the day, like absorb things that are going to enhance your creativity throughout the day as fuel for your dream space. Read cool comics, watch cool movies, listen to cool ideas, get all these ideas, start floating around, practice sketching, practice drawing, practice doing your meditations. Again, you know, like all these things can sort of begin to, to give you more, um, you know, more resources, more, more quest items within your inventory as you continue to go into the dream space, so... So yeah, guys. With that said, let's uh, let's get close to wrapping this up with a closing meditation, and um, that will uh, bring us to the conclusion of, of the dream class. And again, you know, within this dream class, I just encourage people to uh, leave their thoughts and comments uh, down below in, in either the YouTube or through the main website uh, as to what they thought. If they have any other questions, and of course, inviting them to get involved with this broadcast and other future broadcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this, we're always inviting you to get involved with the conversations and to bring your voice into the discussion. And you can do that through ParadigmShiftCentral.com. You can create a profile through there. But again, these broadcasts are free to join. This is an open space, and it's super accessible and super casual, and we're always excited to be able to have more people join us in the future. So um, what I'm going to do with you guys, I'm going to show you guys the uh, uh, sh uh, the shared dream tree um, that we are going to go to. So again, you know, within uh, the people listening to the audio, if you just go back and find like the preview image for this, you're probably already familiar with it. But um, basically, this is what we're talking about. So this is an image that we've created within the promotion that I've been using since the beginning of this dream class. And this isn't just a cool image, it's actually a visual reference to a place that we are creating within the dream space. So the basic idea, we've done this literally at the end of every broadcast of dream class, is we take a moment to meditate on this, to bring our awareness into our sensations, to go to this place within the dream class. So again, for those of you who are listening to the audio, the basic concept, super simple, it's a dream tree. It's a tree in the middle of a field, and then above the tree is the paradigm shift sigil that's floating. So that that sigil that you see, that symbol, like that looks like a star or a stargate or a beacon, that is the paradigm shift sigil, and that is like carrying energy with it that is reflective of like this call of the light guardians kind of thing. And so that is like floating above the dream tree, like as a symbolic reference to being a point where all of us are gathering around. So the dream tree itself can be a simple tree or it can be like a very magical tree. It's really up to you. And um, 
what we're going to do, we're, we're going to go into this meditation and we're going to bring our awareness into the senses. We're going to bring ourselves to the presence of the dream tree to, again, give us a reference point. And then I encourage people to put their attention and their intention towards visiting this place in the dream tree. And, and we can gather around it. We can have like a ceremony around it. We can hang out at it. And one of us has actually made it there in the dream space. That, that they, sh they made it there like two weeks after we first did it. And so again, I haven't directly made it there to a point where I can remember, though theoretically I have been there because other people have like, I mean, it, again, like she said that she saw me there. So it's just like, as much as I don't fully remember myself being there, a part of me is already there. And again, like that's the exciting thing. It's like waking up to the multidimensional aspects of ourselves. So obviously I put out this intention and the multidimensional self of me is there. And so for me, it's like aligning myself with that higher dimensional aspect of myself. And, and this meditation is like one way for myself to do it as well as for all of us to be able to do it. And again, you know, like, how cool is that? The idea that in a few months from now, literally or even tonight, we can have dreams where multiple people wake up and be like, dude, like last night at the dream tree, like that was awesome, man. Like that was so cool. And we can like practice things at the dream tree, you know, like it's a central location and it's symbolic and, you know, we can practice our dream abilities within a dreams tree. Like I'm looking forward to it, guys. The idea of like literally becoming that lucid to the point where it's just like, we want to go there, we go there. And once we're there, the possibilities are infinite. So um, keep that image locked in your mind. I'll just give you guys a couple more seconds to look at it, and then I'm going to just switch the camera back over, and um, then we're going to continue doing the meditation. Okay. So it's three, two, one. Acknowledge that sigil. Imagine it in your mind. Very simple. And uh, there we go. Okay, so let's um, conclude with this closing meditation and then we'll wrap it up and then we shall go to sleep. So again, you know, like you can imagine this as a guidance meditation to sort of, as you're falling asleep, you could imagine yourself repeating this as you fall asleep, so to speak. Okay, guys, so I'm just inviting you guys to get into a meditative space to relax yourself. This will be a short meditation. So... If you guys just want to close your eyes, wherever you are, whenever you are, people listening to this live and people listening to this in the future. And let's begin simply just by relaxing our body. So you can relax your shoulders, itch any itches that you need to do so that you can move into a place of stillness. When we're in a place of stillness, it allows our attention to turn inwards with more acuteness. It allows more attention to be put towards the effectiveness and to the awareness of our imagination. So just imagine someone pulling a string from the top of your head and straighten up your spine just a little bit. And then from here, we'll just begin by connecting with the breath. So gentle inhales through the nose. Gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Again, gentle inhale. Gentle exhale. So allow the rhythm of the breath to flow naturally. The inhale meeting the exhale. The exhale meeting the inhale. 
as the breath continues to flow, we'll just gently scan our body to relax our body even more. So just bring your awareness to your feet and your legs and just allow your feet and your legs to relax simply by thinking about it. Good. And bring your awareness up to your thighs, up to your groin, up to your hips. Just allow your thighs, your groin, and your hips to gently relax. Good. And bring your awareness up to your stomach, your torso, your chest, gently breathing. Allow your stomach, your torso, and your chest to gently relax. Good. And bring awareness to your arms, to your elbows, to your forearms, your hands. Just allow your arms, your elbows, your forearms, and your hands to gently relax. Good. Bring awareness to your throat, your neck, your chin. Just allow your throat, your neck, and your chin to gently relax. Bring awareness to your jaw, to your tongue, even removing the tongue off the top of your mouth, or keep it there, whatever's comfortable. Bring awareness to your cheeks, allow your cheeks to relax. Awareness to your eyes, your nose, your eyebrows, allow your eyebrows to relax. Awareness to your ears, your forehead, your entire head, just allow yourself to relax. Good and just connecting with the breath. Gentle inhales and gentle exhales. And so as you allow the breath to continue, we'll bring our awareness into the integrity of developing our senses within our imagination. So we'll begin once again by imagining ourselves in a field with the tree off in the distance. And so you can feel the texture of the dirt and the grass underneath your feet, the coolness of the earth between your toes. And just take a moment to imagine that and to make it as real as possible as part of this practice, as part of this meditation. How real can it feel for you right now? So you feel that coolness on your toes and imagine yourself gently touching the tips of the grass, the height, the grass being about the height of your waist and gently feeling it on the tips of your fingers and feeling the coolness of the air on your skin and continue to take a deep inhale as you inhale the fresh air around you. And you begin to observe the space that you're in. You see the field expanding off in the distance. You see the tree. And you see the paradigm shift sigil floating above the tree as an energetic form emitting its own energy connected with the tree, emitting a pulse in its own way. 
and more so than anything, you continue to look at the sky and you notice that the sky contains the form of celestial bodies, of galaxies, a sky much more magical than what you may be used to seeing normally here within this physical earth dimension. And so from here, gently imagine yourself walking towards the tree with each step being mindful of the texture underneath your feet. And as you continue to walk, you feel the, the grass gently touching your fingers again, making this as real as possible through the sensations, allowing yourself to create your connection to this space. And then rather than simply walking, inhabiting the themes of the dream space, gently, if you choose to, allow yourself to slowly la lift your feet off the ground, levitating as it were, feeling the distance between your feet and the ground, and slowly drifting and floating closer towards the dream tree, and feeling the lightness of your body understanding that what makes you fly is simply through the guidance of your own thoughts. There is no weight to your body in this space. You yourself are merely a single point of light. And whether or not you even choose to imagine yourself having a physical body in this practice is entirely up to you. Understanding that our imagination of having a physical body is simply another tool for us to interact within the dream space. And so you continue to float towards the dream tree, acknowledging again the paradigm shift sigil floating above it. And as you get closer, you feel the energy in the air. You see the portal of the sigil continuing to pulse. And you see other lights gathering around the tree the other dreamers within this shared meditation coming in from all directions. And as you slowly bring yourself back onto the ground with your feet back in the dirt, standing only meters away from the tree, you take a moment here to look around at the other dreamers and you acknowledge them for who they are, faces that may be familiar from a deeper part of ourselves. And so with another breath, let's each on our own accord walk closer towards the tree and within the imagination of our physical body, slowly placing our hand on the tree with one hand against the trunk and one hand on our own heart. So even right now within our physical body, if you want, you can gently put your hand on your heart. And so bringing only minimal movement into your physical body, keeping the stillness acute, bring your awareness into your imagination of the texture of the dream tree, feeling the texture of the trunk, and feeling the heartbeat of it through the tips of your fingers. And so continue to breathe here. And as you do, 
you begin to hear the story of the tree. You begin to hear the whispers of its own journey, of its own intention to bring the dreamers together. And as you touch the tree, you connect to an awareness of a much bigger picture of this dream, of this multi-dimensional reality. You feel its intelligence. You feel its wisdom that it is sharing with you in this moment. You acknowledge that the tree's roots extend deep into the earth and expand far out into the field, out into the dream, and you look up at the tree branches and you see the textures, you see the patterns, you see the fractals and you're simply in awe of them, allowing them to appear to you as magical as you wish. And so continuing to connect with this moment and as you do, bring more imagination into the texture of the tree. <clears throat> And as you do, it continues to strengthen and crystallize the shared vision of this tree as we continue to return to it within the dream space, as we continue to fill it with our own love. And so next, I encourage you, as you choose, to gently place both hands on the tree, yet if you wish, you can still keep one hand on your heart physically. And as you have both hands on the tree, I gently just invite you to place your forehead, to face your, place your third eye against the tree, and to simply connect with it with gratitude, to, to simply vocalize your intention with it, to vocalize your gratitude within your own communication, to thank it, to thank the tree as being symbolic for Mother Gaia herself for the source of from which all dreams resonate from. And so even here, acknowledging any sensations within your third eye right now, knowing that through this meditation we are actually establishing a bridge between ourselves and this experience and everything that it is that we are creating right here, making it as real as it needs to be. And so taking another breath, I invite you to embrace the tree with a hug, filling it more with your gratitude and your love. And you notice as you are hugging it, the other dreamers are hugging it, surrounding the tree all the way around the trunk. And your hands even gently connecting with the hands of the dreamers next to you forming a circle, forming a connection, forming a deep bond. And so continue to breathe into this space. And as we do, we're just going to do three simple ohms to carry the intention of creating this shared dream space, knowing that it is already there. And through the ohm, it reflects the carrier wave of our intention for this to be a place for us to gather for this to be a place to bring together the dreamers for us to celebrate under for us
to grow under. And so bring the vision of gratitude into your heart and allow it to resonate with a simple soft ohm and you can do this either out loud or under your own voice or within your own mind, whatever works for you within your own space. And so we'll do this together after the next inhale, exhale. So inhale, and gentle exhale. And then inhale, then ohm. Oh. Good, and take another inhale, exhale here. Again, reminding ourselves that vibrations create form, that sound carries intention. So take another inhale, then ohm again. Inhale. Good, and we'll do one more and feeling in this moment the ohms and the vibration of all of us doing this together through this shared meditation. And so take a really deep breath and allow yourself to extend your ohm a little bit longer than the last ones, as much as you're comfortable with. So again, gentle, deep inhale, then ohm. So just imagining yourself still in this space, hugging the tree. Take a few more breaths here. And even if you want to, as much as you're comfortable with, show your appreciation to the tree. And if you want to, you can gently give it a kiss if you're comfortable with doing that as a sign of expression. Because trees appreciate your compassion. Trees appreciate your appreciation for them. And as you thank this tree, thank all the trees for standing strong, for standing as teachers, for standing as allies, for standing as other forms of ourselves within this bigger dream. And so if you want, you can gently release your physical hand off your heart if it's still there. Just gently move it back into a place of comfort and stillness and focus on the breath. And gently, when you're ready, you can back away from the tree and take a look around you at the other dreamers. And so acknowledge this space. And as you do, you look around and you see other dreamers in conversation, in celebration. You see dreamers practicing their dream abilities. You see them creating manifestations with their own mind. You see them practicing their levitation you see them drumming, you see them dancing, like its own little dream festival here within the dream, a place that we can return to, a place that I too will be able to wait under for us to gather around, to find each other at, and to continue our learning under. And so, as we get ready to conclude this meditation, just take another moment here to look at the tree to acknowledge it, to express your gratitude to it, to connect with the paradigm shift sigil above it, knowing that it too 
is the tree, that it too is an amplification of the energy that we are putting into this, that it too is a beacon to bring together the other dreamers. And for everyone that has found this broadcast, that has found this meditation, you too have found it because of the pulse that we are all sending out, because of the beacons that we all are, and because this is a part of our story to reunite in this space, to be mirrors for each other's growth, and to activate within this bigger dream as dreamers, as light guardians, as stewards, and beacons of love. So I gently encourage you to just imagine yourself sitting down underneath the dream tree and going into a space of meditation within your meditation. And as you do, let that be the portal back for you into your waking awareness state of your physical reality around you within the next few moments so that within your dreaming space you will be able to find yourself underneath the tree knowing that you are already there. And so as we begin to conclude this imagination, this meditation, let this moment be present with you. Let this space be as real as possible. And let this meditation be a guidance for you to find your way back to where you already are. And so take a few simple breaths here. Gentle inhales and exhales, connecting with gratitude, connecting with love, and projecting the intentions for the bigger dream to hear, to hear you, and for you to be able to find yourself back to this space within our shared dream together. So take a couple more breaths here. Gentle inhales. Gentle exhales. And again, gentle inhale. Deep breath. And gentle exhale. And slowly we'll begin to transition our way back into our awareness of our physical body, allowing our part of ourself to remain present at the dream tree. Good. And with a couple more breaths at your own pace, slowly bring your awareness back to the physical body. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Good job, guys. So again, just by doing that, literally by taking a moment there to put our collective intention there, it adds texture to this space. And if we can build this space, then this is just a stepping stone for us to build more spaces. And that is a very exciting idea for another dream class. So what spaces do we want to create? What spaces have already been created through the collective imagination of dreamers beyond just what we know within the earth plane. So 
very exciting ideas. So again, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning into this. Um, thank you to Kat, who's dreaming on the bed behind us. She's actively keeping busy by participating from the dream space while listening to this class. <laughs> so shout out to her. And um, guys, uh, before we conclude the class, let's just, um, again, open up the microphones. If you guys just want to take a moment to just express any feedback on what you thought of this class and uh, any gratitude that, that, that you just want to share. Uh, and any final ideas uh, before we wrap this up. And, and thank you again, guys, for, for joining us. And just, like, any thoughts that you have on that short meditation as well are, are always welcome. Like, what, what was that like for you guys? I'm always curious. So if anybody wants to jump in, go ahead. David, go ahead. Thanks. This was just uh, really awesome for me in many ways. Um, my fear of public speaking, um, being able to calm down, relax, uh, get everyone's input on dreaming and empathy and suggestions. Really awesome. Good experience. Thank you. Thank, thank you, David. And, and again, you know, like it's, it's great to hear that these, um, that, that these, these classes can, can be uh, medicine for, for us, you know, as you know, it can be very healing uh, uh, and inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Thank you again. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Happy to have you here. Happy to have you here. So we'll just, uh, just uh, I think, um, I think um, it's a quick word. Yeah, I just want to thank you for hosting this and really looking forward to uh, further future future talks and uh, getting and meeting you there at the Gene Chief. So that would be an awesome experience and seeing everyone else there. And yeah, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad. I went on Facebook at that time today to just to see that one being with synchronicity. So really, really on board with this and uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. David, thank, thank you. Uh, Dev, thank you again uh, as well. And um, Dev, if you can post um, your Facebook just into the chat uh, within this, within the side chat, uh, that way so we can just connect on, on Facebook. And again, for anybody else, uh, just feel free to post your, your profiles for, for any of us still in the class to be able to connect with each other as well. And, and of course, um, for people listening to this, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon uh, as well. And um, again, you know, this YouTube is, this video is appearing on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And uh, you can subscribe to there for, for more videos. Um, but again, let's just go back to the Dream Tree topic. Um, did uh, Maria, did you have anything to share on the Dream Tree meditation? Go ahead. Uh, it helped me calm down a lot because I was very anxious before. The meditation, you know, calm down. Awesome. I'm sorry, my, my computer just glitched out there for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's 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 great to hear. And and yeah, again, you know, like I, it's I'm I'm honored to be able to to create this space uh, with with you guys. It's a very, very uh, enriching for, for myself as well to be able to like reciprocate and, and to be able to give and receive uh, between each other as students. And that's really what this is about, you know, like we're all students, we're all teachers, and it's exciting to be able to learn alongside with you guys. And again, shout out to everyone listening to this uh, in the future. And again, you know, for people listening to this uh, on YouTube, 
You can find the MP3 version of this in the show notes in the next day. And uh, it's also through blog talk at blogtalkradio.com forward slash paradigm shift radio. Or again, just go to paradigmshiftcentral.com and you'll find the links to the MP3s uh, available as well. But um, for anybody listening to this, just encouraging you again to leave your comments, involve yourself in the conversation, let me know what you thought of the meditation at the end, and to, uh, of course, share the show with your friends and to invite them to get involved and to explore more of the paradigmshiftcentral.com website and to check out the other awesome things being created by the community there as well, such as the quest journals and the conscious articles. Um, did uh, If Michael's still there, Michael or Ryan, did any of you guys have any comments before we wrap this up? Um, we're pretty close. I think, I'm not sure if Michael's there or Ryan's there. That's okay. Yeah, I'm here. Ryan's there. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's nice to have not a YouTube or something you look up online as a guided meditation, and it's actually live and actually happening at that moment, so that makes it even more profound. So thank you. Sweet, man. Thanks Thanks again for, for joining in. Awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not sure if Michael's there, uh, Michael Pratt, but that's okay. And um, with that said, we'll, uh, we'll get ready to wrap this up, guys. And uh, again, you know, just um, reminding you guys that the following class will be the, the team building hangout uh, on Thursday, and you guys are more than welcome to come out, and that's where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. We can talk about secret underground reptilian bases. We can talk about symbolism within movies. We can talk about all sorts of the yings and the yangs, whatever you guys want to talk about. That's I'm getting yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, actually, it was funny. I just wanted to say because Michael Pratt actually said within the chat when we were talking about um, Apophis, that that whole like giant like snake of chaos, he was actually saying that like the symbol uh, for Apophis is actually what we recognize as the peace sign today. And I'm gonna have to investigate that, but I'm, I'm very interested in that because I feel like there's like some something more going on there. So again, you know, interesting. Cool. So whatever is one thing is also like the exact opposite of it in some way or another. But that's a conversation for another day. So again, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning into this. And of course, for those of you who really enjoyed this broadcast, go back, check out past broadcasts. And of course, remind you guys to check out the team Patreon when you can and sign up for as little as $3 a month to continue the ongoing production of these broadcasts and keeping it free for 